Shadow, and welcome to Ramjack Returns, Battle of the Barometer! Greetings, listeners, I am Alex, and joining us today for Ramjack is Brad. Hello, citizens, hello. Excuse me, I'm just going to grab my drink real quick. Whoa! Is that an actual, like, hollowed-at pineapple, or is that a a glass? Friend, of course, it's a real pineapple. I'm living a pineapple life. I am now uh, buying at least two pineapples a week. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's dedication. Can you... I, I gotta take a peek in this. Can you tip it toward the camera a little bit more? Got a little cherry in there? Yeah. It's a little pina colada with some uh, fresh strawberries and a cherry garnish there. Damn. It's looking real good. Um, it's delicious. There is someone else joining us today for Ramjack, ladies and gentlemen. That would be... Jonathan! Oh, sorry, I was just enjoying my drink, which is also really cool. It's in a Williamsburg, Virginia mug, and it's ice water. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, it's got a hint of that Chicago flavor in it, though, right? What is that supposed to mean? You saying our water's bad? (laughs) No, I'm just saying that every water is notably bad. I mean, it is bad. That's true, that's true. I, I, I took a sip of water recently that had ice in it, and I, I said to my boyfriend, Chris, I said, oh, the water tastes like sink water. And he goes, you haven't been making ice cubes out of unfiltered water, have you? And I went, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had been making ice cubes out of unfiltered water. Uh. <laughs> no wonder it tasted like the fucking sink. Oh, that sink taste. I hate it. Yeah, you got to filter your water. Did you, just say, did you just say, gay, you have to filter your water? <laughs> no. Hey, gay, you got to filter your water, dum-dum. I think the record will show that I said, yeah, you got to filter your water. Mm. Well, the, the, the record can show whatever I edited to show. Oh. Also, Alex, in Watch the yourself. episode I just listened to, you said antimosity. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean the record can be crazy. There's a there's a lot of things that have been brought to my attention that Alex says that I cut out many um, and I fix many, but a lot of times I just let them go because you got to. I appreciate it. That's gonna be it. That's gonna be an unsubtle. Ed- <laughs> that's gonna be an unsubtle edit from animosity to animosity, <laughs> animosity. Though in episode four hundred, John- Jonathan, what did you say? You I said, don't know. Oh, um, you said like uh, I can't remember what you said. You said the. For misophonia, I think you said mesothelioma or something. <laughs> I think um, I referenced the fact that I don't know how to say it. <laughs> right, right, okay. I All didn't right, try I, to get away with it. It was brought to my attention. Another thing that has been brought to my attention that I never did um, come back at you two with. Wait a minute. Uh, this was a long time ago. Who the hell is bringing this stuff what is, up to you? What is, what is going Yeah, who's bringing this well, up to you? And what's going um, on every, here? Literally everyone. Um, <laughs> when, when you two um, did not understand what a latte was. Oh, no, I... Oh, I didn't, understand. The, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what a latte was. The, uh, the uh, whatever the weird Starbucks uh, Christmas tree latte was. Yeah, and I, I remember specifically asking Brad if he put milk in. He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? It's a latte." I oh, real- okay. So I'm sorry. That yeah, Alex was confused on that, but I was confused by the flavor, like the Christmas tree flavor that you were talking about. No, both of you were like, um, when I asked about, does it have milk in it? You were both like, "What? What's so weird about that? Why is that a weird question? Why is that crazy? Why is that bizarre?" And everyone was like. Do they not know what a latte is? Fuck off, everybody. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying it's finally being addressed. Oh, I hope he doesn't perdisect the episode, and I hope he knows what's in a latte. We may be hearing from Chris later. Um, this is a very <laughs> special um, 100th appearance of Jonathan, and it's basically for calling him out and, and uh, really, really bringing him to task for his I don't crimes. Know why, I don't know why Alex has to be dragged while I'm dragged. 
Look, if you're serving everybody's tea, getting dragged. everybody's getting dragged. Everybody's being served tea. Drink I up, Kermit's. For the latte people out there, I haven't set foot in a Starbucks in Must like, we indulge these the people? Last Must eight we since... indulge them, Alex? If you give them power, they'll just continue nitpicking. We look, can't give was... these mice cookies. I did go to Starbucks this morning. I got Emily a, a blonde soy latte. I did not ask them about milk because I was very self-conscious after that episode to be like, I don't understand coffee, so let me just go ahead and order what she told me to, and I took it to her at work. It was something me and Vera did this morning while we had our day off. But before that, it's been weeks before I stepped into a Starbucks. I don't know coffee. I'll admit it. I don't know what Jonathan's we excuse is. We went to is. Starbucks every week. And what you did got I a get? latte every week. No, I didn't. <laughs> I used to get either a, a caramel macchiato. Okay, I, I know that you I two come off as a, gay a to white. me sometimes, but this is this is one of the more gayer yeah. moments that I've. <laughs> we went to Starbucks every week while I was still in town, and you got a latte every time. No, I didn't. <laughs> and a, I feel like there were a lot of lattes. A white chocolate mocha, which I guess may have milk in it, and I guess you considered a latte, but I never said the word latte. <laughs> okay. When All I right. was ordering it. All right. Uh, okay. Well, also mocha some protein uh, beverages. Not a latte. Cool. Did Did you read Is that it? weird I mean, appendix to the Mueller report about Alex and his relationship to the word milk and the word latte? And there was, I was no substantive. There was no like. Yeah. There. Was, well, they think that there's not enough evidence either way, but <laughs> very very controversial appendix to the Mueller report. I'm pretty sure neither of you saw the report. Um, but <laughs> well, it's not been made public yet. We've only seen the summary about the appendix. <laughs> I mean, it could turn out that the Russians still hacked the election. We don't know. No, don't be silly. Hey, guys. It bothers me that I drank a latte for so long and didn't realize We are not going to talk about lattes (laughs) anymore. We have indulged it long enough. Uh, Secretary Clinton, I think everyone is... (laughs) I think everyone can agree that we're sick of hearing about your lattes. Uh, Boys, this is my 100th appearance. John called Alex Hillary Clinton. Ouch. He won't stop talking about those damn lattes. And it's because he's so worried about indulging everyone, a.k.a. the media. And they're just going to keep chipping away at you. Let go, Alex. Let the latte scandal go. If you let it move through the cycle, they'll move on to another story. Boys, this is a mess so far. (laughs) And I'm here to set us right. This is my 100th appearance on the show. And I just want to give you some quick facts about my first appearance on the show. Uh, do either of you generally remember what episode number that was, when that was that we sat down to record that episode? It had to have been three or four. Yeah, it was pretty close to the beginning, right? It was episode six, so you are really? on the right track. That episode was released on July 12th, 2009. Whoa. So nearly 10 years ago. Uh, the name of the episode was Broken Scimitar, The Shadow of Ramjack, and that's still available in the feed. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, Brad is ready to go in that recording. <laughs> he's he's very hepped up. <laughs> uh, that, that was my first big takeaway. I was like, oh, the energy level's very different from what they used to be. <laughs> now Brad, I think, is very very casual. Yeah, we, there, was a, there was a lot of weird things going on in those early ups. A lot of weird, a lot of weird audio things I had to do to make the audio work because we had those really shitty microphones. Yeah, we did. We started with those rock oh. band mics. Ooh, you did? Oh, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. Rock band, garage oh, yeah. band. We each had our own mic, didn't we? We tried to put it through a splitter. But what about me? What about well, me in this episode? Well, uh, you sound very much the same. Oh. Except that you don't have a baby or a stepson, so. 
the episode is two hours and 15 minutes, so pretty standard for a protosec yeah. episode. Uh, they've only gotten longer, but that's that's a good maybe base average over two hours. Uh, Alex, your news items from that episode uh, are inexplicable. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know how much that has changed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> your first story in episode six is about a clock that is powered by eating bugs. Neither of us oh, yeah. know what you're talking about. And by the end of the segment, we still don't really know what you're talking about. It's a clock that is powered by eating bugs. Um, you also bring a story to the table about extending the life expectancy of mice. So you get a little science on us. Yeah, that was in that episode? We just recently readdressed that. And you also talk about how you recently watched an episode of MTV Cribs. I don't know how you were watching that in 2009, but apparently you watched an episode of MTV Cribs featuring a famous snowboarder whose name you cannot remember. Uh, He (laughs) is from Colorado, and he dresses up as Wooly the Wooly Mammoth for his daughter, and her name is London. (laughs) That that leads into general furry talk. There's a Poppery 2 promotion. Uh, We spend at minute 18. This is a two-hour and 15-minute episode, but at minute 18, we start talking about Time Changer. Yeah. And, and then we talk about it for the vast majority of the episode. That's how it used to be. But then coming out of that, we did the Situation Room, and I'm pretty sure all of that was inspired by Time Changer. There's a preview for the next movie review, which I also participated in, which would have been... Meteorman? Nope. Oh. Zapped? It's Zapped. <laughs> a, a comedy that really makes the grade... I think it was one of the... A school comedy that really makes the grade or some such thing. And then the outline, of course, was Gomez. So those are my facts regarding my first episode. I'm very quiet in the first episode. I I think that is no longer the case. (laughs) I gotta go back and listen to this. I think we were also very hot in uh, Alex's... Mm. Like sitting around Alex's uh, place. One of the first things I say is, Oh, I'm feeling good. I got two fans blowing at me right now <laughs> so but when you the listener listen to that episode d- does it seem like we have changed have we aged are we but mummies we've changed so much brad you're you're a banker you're part of the system now you're mm-hmm. drinking from pineapples really we should be sharpening the guillotine for you my friend i gotta say this drink is fucking amazing if anyone ever wants to come over for a drink mm-hmm. i will be glad to play bartender because i make a solid drink i don't know if you want to open that door <laughs> Certain people I mean, might show up. Come into my house. Well, they might. Let us uh, pretend if, if I'm a some bartender. Some people, I might leave the door locked and not allow you in, but uh, you're invited. <laughs> I'll call the cops, though. And Alex, you are now you're now a father. You're a, you're a suburban. Uh, you're a suburban white dad. <laughs> who who would have thought? White dad. Who would have thought? Who? And me. All of my dreams have come true. <laughs> I'm the exact person that I wanted to be. <laughs> We've come a long way in ten years. Mm-hmm. Truth. In a hundred episodes with Jonathan. We could syndicate your episodes now, John. We could just do a separate Ramjack the Jonathan episodes and just run yeah, you, you could. over and over And again. then my lawyers would have to get involved because you can't just... I mean, I'm part of the intellectual property. I, I would want to get some of that well, kickback. I mean, Obviously, we would give is, you part of the kickback. You get half of it easily. What, what, all we're going to do is we're going to take all those episodes and we're going to put them behind the paywall. Whoa. <laughs> If you want to hear Jonathan, you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> There's a list on Wikipedia of all the episodes you would have to pull. <laughs> all 100 of them. Yeah, that sounds like work. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't have time for that. Too much podcast editing. Out of four, that's a fourth of our podcasts. Brad, how many shows are you currently editing? 
Well, I don't edit Prisoner anymore. That's all Tammy and Claire. So please direct your complaints to them. Um, <laughs> Noted. But no, I know I'm doing just just uh, Ramjack and then uh, Absolutely True True Crime, a Deadly Series podcast. But that is heavy editing on that. That's all. There's a lot of stuff. Well, and two po- two podcasts in general. That's that's a lot. I'm also scoring that podcast, which is insane. Your keyboard is sitting behind you on the wall, yeah. leaned up. Pew, pew, pew. Alex, uh, speaking of you know your time as you're you know you're a father, you're a husband, you 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 have so many hats. But I feel as if you have some stories to tell us of a journey that you recently took. Segway complete. Please begin. So I went uh, to our hometown, well, Brad and I's hometown in Tennessee, Jackson, and uh, I took my family. We went to go visit my family there, and um. Just some uh, random stuff. We, I got, I used Airbnb for the first time, and it was amazing. So we stayed at a suite in a hotel like we normally do when we went on the way down there. We stopped halfway in this place called Bowling Green. But when we went to Jackson, we actually got an Airbnb that was essentially the same, but better than the suite we paid like a lot more money for. Um, it was great. Um, it was in the very rich part of Jackson. We went up to the gate, and we had to put in a code, and then we went to the. Um, carriage house, and we had the entire carriage house to ourselves. Man, what is a really wealthy... That's surprising to me that a house within like a gated, super wealthy community would, you know, go to the trouble of, you know, participating in Airbnb. I know, I don't... I don't know why they do it. I really wonder, like... Could be new money. Yeah, what is a wealthy house in Jackson? I wonder what, like, what is the value of that house? It was big. Like... Uh, I don't know though because I mean I'm sure it's I'm sure it's definitely expensive but you again after looking at like house prices in Jackson mm-hmm. and seeing what you can buy like you said you were in the carriage house is that the equivalent of like a side house or like a little guest house it was well away from the other property I never saw the owner of it she communicated through text message to us and it Ooh. was fully stocked with everything she's like look take any of the food you want it's there for you hmm. use all the stuff like it was legit and it was yeah it, it made staying in Jackson awesome because you can never get a hotel room that is really a suite where we have a living room and then like two bedrooms with a door and like a private bathroom. Um, they just don't have them in Jackson, which is strange. Because no one comes to Jackson. No one does. So this woman has this on her property. Just great. And it also had, so they had a really big driveway that we would walk, me and the kids. Um, Alex Alex is a fan of driveways that you can like, you know, you park your car there. And it's really wide. You don't have to worry about being on the street. You, I mean, it is a luxurious driveway. It was, it was like a mini road. So we just, Joey has never done this, but he was outside and he started watching a movie called The Spiderwick Chronicles for school. They read it, and now they were going to... So we had to take him out of school early um, on the way down there to get out on time. And Joey's, like, wicked smart. Like, the teacher was like, yeah, go ahead. He's not missing anything. <laughs> but he, what he did miss was the Spiderwick Chronicle movie viewing that they had, and he was really bummed out about it. So I was able to download it to his tablet, and he watched it. But it's kind of fantasy. It has sword fighting. So he went through the woods with me, and he was like, Alex, I think I want to... Let's see if we can find a sword. So he made his own wooden sword, which I've never seen him do before. So he had like a little wooden sword parade. Vera had her own wooden sword. It was adorable. And Everyone gets swords. You get a sword. You get a sword. It was really like having a private little stay in a place that I didn't know could have something like this. Because <laughs> nothing like this exists nice in Jackson. In Jackson. <laughs> there was also... So at one point, Vera uh, fell asleep in the car. And me and Emily dropped me and Joey off at the carriage house. And then they went driving so that she didn't have to wake up. So she'd get her afternoon nap, and Emily was sending me Snapchat videos 
of places that I did also didn't know existed in Jackson, like huge estates that were gigantic and in a part of Jackson I didn't know existed, like super rich. I only stayed in the okay rich part. Well, it seems like those areas were probably pretty tucked away. I feel like I remember that about Owensboro, too. They would mm-hmm. build huge communities, but like in the middle of very mm-hmm. like dense, what was otherwise very dense forest land. And the this whole point... Like, what now? I, I, I was just going to say the whole point is to just be away from everyone else mm-hmm. who is not as rich as you. Is mm-hmm. this like far North Jackson? Yeah. So it was... Um, like, well, but they were like build, That's they were like building that stuff like... I think when we were in high school is when that whole, like, like so much was being built out there. There was oh, an yeah. insane amount of stuff being built. The so one gigantic, the one gigantic house, I'm sure did exist when we were there. I would just never knew. I, it was old, oh. but looked amazing. All that to say, we had a fun time. Um, but other highlights, um, one thing that was terrifying. So we're driving in and Google tells us that there's traffic on the interstate and it's going to add 17 minutes or like 30 minutes to our commute. And we've been in the car for like hours at this point, and no one wants this. But since I'm a local, <laughs> uh I'm like, guys, don't worry about it. Dad's no. got... Dad doesn't need the map. <laughs> Let's oh, go back roads. No. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Which is fine. Like, I, I remembered and got us there. Easy. But... <laughs> you just take a left at the well... Take a right at the Iron Horse statue. I'm just going to take the bypass over to Sadie Lou's and uh, we'll be fine. Oh, don't say <laughs> things that are real. They're too scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Say it again. Uh, just take the bypass down to Sadie Lou's. Mm-hmm. We did that many times. Sadie like Lou's, I think, was completely like rebuilt location. recently. The weirdest thing is going back to your hometown and seeing something like almost for the first time. Um, because I, certain things I was thinking, I don't remember this ever being here, but it's old and obviously decrepit. Like this was here, but I had no memory of this. Anyway, so we got off and we averted the traffic or avoided the traffic, but we decided to also get something to eat. And there wasn't many things at this exit. So we ended up stopping at a Burger King. Not a good choice. No, This was the worst Burger King experience I have ever had. Just bad. Goodness gracious. Joey gets pissed because they're not getting him his chicken sandwich, and they actually give him the wrong chicken sandwich. And this is the first time Joey's ever not ordered, like, a kid's meal. He specifically said, I'll have a chicken sandwich, like an adult chicken sandwich. <laughs> well, again, I, I can I can see why that would be very important for him to, you know, get it right. Got it wrong. They ended up giving him another one hot out of the basket. But at this point, we're ready to go. Vera's like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> we're done here. We're getting back in the car. Let's go to this carriage house so we go in the we get in the car i'm directing emily and all of a sudden joey's got his chicken sandwich in the back and we hear a blood curdling scream that is terrifying and i look back and joey is just prolonged screaming he's just like "Ah!" and i look back and he's looking wide-eyed at his sandwich just screaming (laughs) really you're really making a case for uh having a family Well, he's never done this before. Like, I've never looked back and seen a child screaming at a sandwich for a long time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and if it wasn't sad, it would be hilarious. Jo- Joey's, the- Joey's the lead character in Troll 2. <laughs> so he ate he ate half of it, but then halfway through, apparently it was unevenly cooked. 
He oh, burnt no. his mouth and he was screaming because it hurt. And he's like crying. We're like, Joey, I'm so sorry. We're trying to, I'm giving him things to like put on his face or his tongue. He calms down really quickly. And I guess he didn't really get burnt that bad. Well, he wouldn't have to well, go to the hospital or anything. Of, of course not. <laughs> but dude, when someone, when a child is screaming like that, one, it comes out of nowhere. And I'm really surprised Emily didn't just swerve out of just like gut reaction of a lot oh, of noise happening right behind ab- him. Absolutely. <laughs> Fists of steel on places we're driving. So poor little Joey. Vera calmly just stares at him, like slow blinks, like, what's going on? <laughs> I couldn't be more over this if I tried. When is prom? <laughs> <laughs> the other night, we were trying to go to, I was trying to get her to go to sleep, and she stood up in the middle of story time, walked over to the door, sat down, <laughs> turned away from me, and crossed her arms. And then she slowly looked over her shoulder through the side of her eyes, and she kind of put her eyebrows up, like, what? And I said, Vera, we got to go to sleep. She says, no, daddy. I'm testing (laughs) my limits, daddy. (laughs) The side eye. I don't, none of us do it. Joey doesn't do it. Emily doesn't do it. I haven't done it since I went to Starbucks this morning. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't do that. I don't know where she gets this behavior from. It's It's not inherited. It's just a gift. It's a, it's a skill. It's a talent. She's serving you tea. Drink up, Kermit. (laughs) She, she has an attitude, but it's adorable. (laughs) No, so, besides the normal stuff in Jackson, um, we were looking for things to do. There's nothing to do in Jackson. <laughs> Have we already yeah. gone? Your first mistake. <laughs> yeah. We've already gone to the Casey Jones Museum, and you've done that once, and you've done it for all of your life. They're not going to change it. <laughs> it's the cool. dust. It's little... The dust in that museum. The dust. <laughs> it's a little cold, so we can't really go outside for extended periods of time until the afternoon, and that's when we're spending time with my family because of like schedules. But in the Airbnb, there's a little brochure that Joey finds immediately, and he sees cars from Fast and the Furious, and he says, Alex, what's this? <laughs> Knowing full well what it is, because Joey can read, and he's read the whole thing, like, front to back, and he's like, check this out. I don't know what this is, but is it? Wow. So I'm looking at it, and someone has opened up a TV and movie vehicle museum in Jackson. And they claim to have all the actual vehicles from these movies. Oh, Over no. 25 cars from movies oh. love. Fast and the Furious. Uh, over 25 cars, huh? <laughs> Not from Fast and Furious alone, but from other properties. I'll have to, give me just a second. I gotta bring up the pictures because I can't remember everything that was there. But I'm immediately suspect is the brochure shit. Like, it's just bad. It's poorly designed. But it's what else do you expect? It has like Jackson. a... Yeah, it has like a charge of $5. At first, because it's so badly designed, I don't think it's open unless you call and get like a personal tour, which also kind of makes sense. I'm like, this is Jackson. I don't know what the hell this is. But I look at it again later and realize that because of like font weight and position of things on the brochure, it's confusing. But no, they're open all all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday between, I want to say it was like 8 a.m. to 4? Pretty early. Monday through Thursday, that's my time. That's my time with the Lord. <laughs> and that's when you need to call to make a reservation. But on the weekend, anyone's welcome. So I, I decided to give him a call because we're looking for things to do. And again, they have Fast and Furious cars there, guys, from the movie. <laughs> I give him a call. They answer, Car Museum. <laughs> Wait, that, not that's like not the, the name of it. <laughs> it's not the name. But it's the only car museum in the like whole like western part of the state. So <laughs> I give him a pass. The Burger King, what do you want? (laughs) And I I say, hey, you know, I found this brochure about your play. Is is it like, are you guys open? And he gets excited. So there's like a hesitation of like, yeah, yeah, come on down. It'll be great. 
Can't wait to see you. So <laughs> it's th- it's those kinds of like can't wait to see you that I'm like, oh god, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of fr- that's the kind of friendliness that inspires you to turn around and say, "Excuse me, could you check on your phone to see if there's a post-credit scene in Captain Marvel?" <laughs> I do really love in the episode before that episode. I listened to that today. Um, Brad's calling out someone very similar to the person who actually engaged with him in the movie theater because you say something like, "Nerd, you already know there's post-credit scenes." Blah blah blah. <laughs> Even nice. before this thing happens to you. So, just like so Brad knows where this is, because no one's going to... Let me just say, this is not in a great part of town, but it's not yeah. in a bad part of town at all. But do you remember where the uh, Kelly's plant was, Brad? <laughs> oh. The Kelly's canned food, cooking at the Kelly's <laughs> leprechaun plant? Oh, um, uh, give me a little bit more, because I vaguely... I, I do you remember, remember where you were a security guard at? At the old DMV that was oh, yeah, yeah. dilapidated? So, oh, okay, there? just oh. just north of that on a main thoroughfare going north. Like, it's not too far <laughs> from there. Just off the bypass? Off the, really, all, it, it's a yeah. road that goes parallel to the bypass. You're going to want to turn left and skip to Malou's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you were going the back way to the hospital, and yeah, there's like the yeah. shopping center there. Brad knows exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. There's just, it's across the street from the cemetery. Over there, I mean, and I can like, totally relate because it's like in Owensboro. You know, you, we know where the Skate Alive used to be. You know how the there was that skating rink called Skate Alive. <laughs> cool. that sounds like a horror movie. Skate Alive. <laughs> we're the we're the antidote to skate or die. Yeah, <laughs> satanic game. Apparently. <laughs> so we pull up. There's only room for like five cars in the parking lot. Ironic. And <laughs> obviously, this was not a building that was meant to be a car museum. So we're. So, I, again, don't know what to expect. Katie, my sister, goes with us. And even she's like, yeah, Alex, are you sure about this? <laughs> he was excited on the phone. This is going to be great. P.S. Katie doesn't live too far from this place. Like, she lives further north, but it's really, like, down the street. It's, like, less than a five-minute drive from her house. And she's like, I don't know about this. <laughs> we're in the shady Joe. neighborhood now. Something shady. No. <laughs> so, we go in, and there's an old dude in the corner. Oh. Like beaming, there's someone here. And the guy who I talked to you on the phone, who looks about like a little bit older than us, but not much, he's like, Hey, welcome, you know. Um, who all you got? So we're like doing roll call. He's like, All right. And he gives us a slight discount. He gives us a five dollar discount. And we pay him in cash. Cause what else are you, how else can we pay him? Right. We sign a yeah. guest book he, and I He doesn't have out- a chip card. <laughs> a chip reader, I should say. He asked Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> He asks us to sign the guest book, and I'm <laughs> signing it, and I realize that people actually frequent this thing a lot. Have um, you seen some regulars? Yeah, well, there were some regulars. There were people from, like, all over the country. Wow, Jay no, Leno, know. he does love cars. <laughs> people we went to high school with, Aaron Pretty. It's Aaron Pretty signing the guest book every week <laughs> to see Ta- Walker, Texas Rangers car. <laughs> I will say that only one other visit before us was from Toledo, Ohio. So other people from the oh. north. Like, literally, people from all over the country come to this place. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Sorry, I had to take a sip off my sweet, sweet Z. Um, it's just in a can. It's not in a mug or a, a half of a fruit, hollowed fruit. <laughs> so he's like, come on, let me show you the place. So we go through the door. And guys, I am shocked. This is legit. This is crazily legit. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. Can I tell you, I I was imagining in my mind that when you walked in, you just automatically saw all of the cars. Like, I imagine it as like a tiny airplane hangar 
that had like a gravel floor, like the entire length of the building had a gravel floor and they had just parked all these cars in the gravel and you just walked around. That's what I imagined. <laughs> but it, it kind of has the feel of a movie theater. So you walk in and everything is black. Um, he has like chains to keep you from going in and actually like touching the cars, but you're like right up next to him. And the first car you're greeted with is the a car from I think the last Fast and the Furious movie where Paul Walker was in it. And it's the one of the cars they like it's legitimately a car they used in the movie. It's right there. It's got a cardboard cutout of uh, Paul Walker standing oh. there. Oh, we no. have a DVD of the movie playing beside it so you can actually see which car it was. Joey loses it. He's like, oh my god! <laughs> he's like looking at it. It's like, Alex, check this out. Check this is the car. This is the real car. Aww. He's telling the guy about how he like has this car in Hot Wheels, or he or he wants to get it in a diecast metal like model. So he has Joey, the Hot Wheels. Joey with the first car has absolutely made this guy's day and week. Oh yeah, because he's like finally like yes, someone someone's legitimizing my dream. <laughs> Vera is a little upset because she wants to go actually, like, touch the cars, uh, and we, no one will let her, and she's like, what? <laughs> like, this What's is dumb. What are we doing? Um, and she, she, we only stay there for about maybe 10 to 15 minutes, which is unfortunate because Joey was really into it, and guys, they had some cool stuff there. So, they had, uh, a, like, a prop bike, like, a future hover bike from a science fiction movie. I cannot remember the name of it, uh, but it has Scarlett Johansson in it. Are you thinking of Ghost in the Shell? No. Uh, Are you thinking of The Island? Yes. So they had, like, one of the vehicles from there, like there, like the actual vehicle, and it looked good. He had a DeLorean, not the DeLorean from Back to the Future, but what this guy does, he says, if I can't get the actual vehicle, what I'll do is I'll I'll do my best to make it look the same. Like, I I will do work to it. So he did a really good job with this DeLorean. He had a pair of, like, the shoes, like the future shoes from the show, like that movie. So he didn't have a vehicle, but he had the future self-relation Nikes, like one of the ones they used. They had, he had a hoverboard from the actual movie. He had, uh, he did have a, a future car from the year 2015 from Back to the Future 2 there. Huh. And that was neat because it did was crazy. He, did he remodel, like, detail the interior of the DeLorean to make it look like it had, you know, the flux capacitor and all that? He had a flux capacitor there, but oh. sitting inside of it. He didn't redo the DeLorean. He did, he did other stuff to other cars. Oh. But his... The breadth of cars was interesting as well because um i mean just getting a delorean though is quite the challenge and accomplishment and it looked new like it was restored like he had done a lot to make this thing look really good um not only did he have so he had some other fast and the furious cars um guys he had kit from knight rider nice just there but the weirdest thing is that he didn't have a a, a cardboard cutout of david hasselhoff behind it like he did everything else he had a hand-painted david hasselhoff oh. cardboard cutout <laughs> uh, i have no idea why. or was that creepy no was i creepy. was wondering who bought my painting of david hasselhoff <laughs> i worked so hard on it an anonymous buyer has a botched painting sir <laughs> so Alex, um, i'm sorry did you say it was creepy oh yeah it was creepy oh okay but yeah, fun because it's like why? It's, it seems weird that in a in a museum that's, you know, built up like this, and, you know, there's, like, TVs playing clips from the movies that the cars represent, and this, that, and the other, and he's got, you know, all these props. I don't understand why there's, like, that this weird homemade aspect. Like, the, the cardboard cutout of Paul Walker was odd, odd enough. I don't think you need that at all. 
I like if people know the movie, they know who you're talking oh, yeah. about. They don't need a visual reference for Paul Walker. And like the David Hasselhoff thing seems really unnecessary. You, I, as legit as it was, can you take of it in context of this is the most legit thing Jackson has? Yeah. Also, seams of Jackson start coming through when you look really close. Cardboard cut on David Hasselhoff. Among other things. <laughs> um, so, other things that he had that were interesting. He had a Batmobile from one of the movies. Um, I think it was the first or second one, which was actually pretty neat. He had the car they had from Blues Brothers, which was also interesting. Um, he had a, a movie I forgot about, Norbid, <laughs> for those who may know, had its own like weird like car that was tiny, and he had the one from that. And I'm thinking this is kind of strange, considering you have Kit and all these other stuff. Could you say? Could you say that um, I didn't hear the title of that movie? Norbid. It's Norbit. Norbit. It's Norbit. 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 <laughs> I was tricking you, and I wanted you to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. I Hello, you. I'm Norbit. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what about that character name. <laughs> Besides the Fast and Furious cards, which he had a few, he also had a car from Death Race, and it was a tricked-out, like, armored Mustang with Gatlin guns on it from the movie. Uh, this wasn't one that he reproduced, and Joey loved that, too. He was like, oh, my God, Alex, that's a Mustang. Like, I couldn't see that it was a Mustang, Joey, but, you know, he's a kid. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's an armored Mustang. He's like, dude, check it out. Joey is so straight. <laughs> he's pretty straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Mustang. <laughs> um, so he had a, the one thing he, that he painstakingly recre- recreated that looked legit was the Ghostbusters vehicle. But then he also had, uh, I want to say, one of the outfits from the movie. He had a proton pack. He had the little uh, trap thing. He had a one of the big busts of Slimer. It was cool. Um, there was a toy that we had as children from the Ninja Turtles that has never been made into a vehicle. And he, the man spent six to eight weeks changing, uh, like, a, I want to say one of those vintage, uh, I'm forgetting the name brand. Um, it has a W on it. How am I forgetting? It's not Volkswagen. What the hell is it? Well, I guess it is Volkswagen. A vintage Volkswagen, like, bus into the Ninja Turtle van that had the thing that would fly out with them on it. Do you guys know this? Surely, if you had Ninja Turtles, you had this. I, the, yes. The, the turtle wagon? The turtle wagon. He made one, okay. and it looks just like the toy. He has the toy on top, and then he has the turtle wagon like underneath it, like the life-size one that works. Not like the f- thing that flings out the side. He said he couldn't get that to work. But it, you can drive it around. It was painstakingly recreated, and it was awesome. This guy must have a lot of money. Dude, I don't know how. He must be living in that like estate in North Jackson. Um, but yeah, he... All kinds of. He also had a, a recreation of the Beverly Hillbillies vehicle. <laughs> wow! I mean, that's, I know, right? that's pretty. That's pretty niche, and I guess that's going to appeal to to the older crowd. Of all of the cars you mentioned, that is the one I am least interested in seeing. I, it was weird. It was super weird because there were like dummies and cardboard cutouts of the characters sitting in it, and I'm like, you don't need that. No, I again, I don't think I like you need all the. Silly stuff around it. The mixture of the dummies and cardboard cutouts is what I like about that one. Oh, it is, it, it is a mixture of dummies and cu- and cutouts. So I think Uncle Jed was a cardboard cutout, which is strange. <laughs> we don't need to go character by character. But Granny, there's only two I can remember, was a straight up like stuffed dummy, like a scary <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Why? I love that. I love uh, that. We had a mystery mo- uh, mystery wagon from uh or whatever mystery mobile from Scooby Doo. And that was when he also recreated, and it looked freaking amazing. Um, for some reason, with that or near it was a puppet from Gremlins 2, like an actual puppet from Gremlins 2, which was kind of awesome, but kind of oddly placed. <laughs> uh, Starsky and Hutch was there. The one racist 
uh, boss hog people. I always forget the name of that. Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazards was there. <laughs> Those were the real vehicles. I don't. I think at this point you have honest. Like how how many cars have you not mentioned at this point, dude? I, I don't <laughs> I feel think like I've you mentioned all twenty cars. I, I've mentioned the ones that I remember. It's it's pretty. This sounds pretty impressive. I gotta say. Oh, yeah. the Wayne's World car, the little uh, beetle that they drove around, or whatever it was, that was there from the movie. Brad and Jackson. I may check it out. Yeah, you should. It was interesting. Brad, what is a car that you would be interested in seeing that you have not heard detailed from this museum? I mean, gosh. I mean, all, the one's named. What else is there? Or a type of vehicle. Famous, famous vehicle. Um, I would be interested in seeing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with the uh, wings, the wings popping out. The one I forgot, Chitty Bang would be great, but they did have Herbie from Herbie's Love Bug, whatever one Lindsay Lohan was in. And yes, there was a cardboard cutout of Lindsay Lohan right beside it. <laughs> I gave what it a, a kiss. <laughs> what about my mother, the car? See, that, that'd, that'd be, be fun. Awesome. With a cardboard uh, Jerry Van Dyke from Coach. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. You have to kind of piece it together a yeah. little bit. Alex, what the what, video for you guys? That was the turtle wagon. I barely saw it, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this was Joey with the Fast and Furious car. I but think. Can you see how it's like all black? It kind of feels like, I, to me, it felt like a movie theater. Like I was going in to sit down in a movie uh, theater. Brad, I think this is the most suburban white dad that Alex has ever been on the podcast. <laughs> He's showing his photos of his family at a car museum. Just, well, I'm trying to give you I guys mean, like a, listen, a scale for what it is. I was a real basic bitch, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 Drink up that tea, Kermit. <laughs> Wait, you're showing us another video! Well, this is I'm a trying podcast. to show you the scale, because I feel like I've, I, I haven't accurately told you guys. Like, they're not going to see this. There's the Back to the Future 2 car in the top. <laughs> well, of course they're not going to see this. <laughs> this does look like a really nice museum, though. I know, right? That's the other thing. Well, like, I don't know how it shocked me at its level of authenticity. Alex, like from a design perspective uh, and just aesthetically, the reason why like the floors and the walls and the ceilings are black is because you want people to focus on the cars. I mean, like that makes oh, sense, yeah, definitely. And it makes the case again for just getting rid of a lot of the prop stuff. Um, yeah. Like, if you can have, like, clips of, like, like, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies theme song, if you can have that playing somehow, and it doesn't distract from the rest of the room, like, that that's something that can, like, add to the atmosphere a little bit without, that that granny dummy thing just sounds, no, Guys, get, get that weird. out of here. I would have some weird. feedback for this business. The only other thing that I forgot, and I'll mention this quickly, because... You, is this another car? <laughs> Well, no, the video reminded me. He also had a collection of bikes used in 80s and 90s movies that were about kids on bikes. You didn't have E.T.'s bike, obviously, because why would you? How would you have that? But if, a you lot don't, of, like, if you don't have Pee-wee's bike from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, oh, what are you even oh. doing? He did have that. Oh, well, that's a good bike to have. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was like, uh, so the first thing is the Paul Walker vehicle and then Pee-wee's bike. And, uh, okay. that's and while Joey was like, Alex, Paul, this is the Fast and Furious. I looked over and said, Pee-wee? Like, I immediately looked at that. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this is the Pee-wee Nice. <laughs> That's me. They call me Chuck. <laughs> That's the line <laughs> that pops into my head. Um, but the bikes were scattered throughout the museum, or the bikes had their own section? Yeah. Whatever. Was there a movie called Rad? Like, Alex, really? yeah, like, which one? <laughs> Answer my question. <laughs> I think it was the OG one. But yeah, they were scattered yeah. throughout. <laughs> oh, they were scattered throughout. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I was going insane. <laughs> You're so excited to be talking about all these cars and bikes. I didn't think you weren't paying attention to me anymore. So that was that was an interesting moment. Other than that, it was a pretty standard Jackson trip. Visiting family, just kind of like, like I don't know, just adventuring with the fam. 
I don't even know where I would take Chris. Eventually, we are going to go to Owensboro. I want to do a whole thing where I think I mentioned on this podcast, maybe I want to go to NKU and see the production of Mamma Mia at the end of their oh, season yeah. next year. Because I think that would be... I've never been back to the campus since I graduated. and But we also want to go to Owensboro. And I was trying to think of like all the different things we could do in Owensboro. And it's been built up a lot. But at the same time, it's weird. Like You can like have a bunch of stuff in a town, but still kind of feel like there's nothing to do. Like mm-hmm. Owensboro has like a billion restaurants now, like any any chain restaurant you could ever think of. But at the same time, like, but what, where would you go to like just do something... That's like cheap or free or something like that. Like it has an art museum, but beyond that, there really isn't that much to actually do. It, I, I don't know. Kind of makes me not want to go there now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would really, I would really be interested in seeing a, a production at my high school too, because since I've graduated from high school, they've built an entire performing arts wing for the school that Whoa. I think is, I think it's mainly meant for the band, like the orchestra and the marching band. But, like, the the high school drama department has, like, dressing rooms now with, like, Whoa, little... that's little, legit. Yeah, like, legit, like, bulbed little uh, mirrors and shit like that. So if I randomly knew when they were doing a show, that would be interesting to do, too. But the thing about high school theater is you never know when it's happening because no one... There's no advertising for it. You have to, like, know a kid at the school or, like, have a kid at the school. Know a kid at the school. That just sounds creepy. That's a little <laughs> weird. I had no kid, kid at school. school. That's why I'm here. So you, what you got to do is you're just going to start a, a, a fake a Facebook a profile. You got to start uh, selling fake Adderall to the kids. Get, get a line on what's going on. Oh, goodness. That was, Brad, just so you have an update of our high school in Jackson, which I got because I drove by it. Looks the same. They tore down the football stadium and are building something new, I think. All I saw was it was demolished, so okay. Presumably Um, a replacement football venue. Yeah. Um, The fine arts, like the theater that said fine arts, I think, over it or something. I don't know if you remember, but one of the letters had had gone missing. I think they replaced it, but I don't (laughs) know if it's legitly replaced um, I'd like to a- think I'd like to think that the I, the N, and the E in fine were missing, so it said farts. Oh god, don't give anyone mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Keep that in, Brad. I mean it's super easy to get up on that roof <laughs> and actually go in there and mess with those <sighs> letters. Oh boy. Oh boy. Jonathan, this- your high school sounds legit if they added a whole freaking wing and well, I they, they're yeah. They I think they got a little bit of money and they were able to build it up. But I don't necessarily know if the I don't even I don't think the productions are necessarily better. I've seen I've seen footage of their Shrek the Musical that made me want to jump out of a window. <laughs> that was the that was the creepiest thing I'd seen in quite some time. Watching high school kids dressed up as Shrek characters. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think Emily recently. And I know we're getting way off topic from what we were going to talk about. But I know Emily recently talked about going to or some kind of play happening in one of the local high schools and I thought, like, I don't know if I want to go to that. Like, a high school mm-hmm. play is insufferable unless you know the kids there, unless you know a kid or you have a child. Much more interesting. I think I it would, would be much more interesting as well. I think that would be a lot of fun to do, actually. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it would be very amusing to watch yeah. a shitty high school play. I think, I think a musical would be even better because, like, if a play is bad, that can be truly interminable, but, like, a musical, you can at least distract yourself with all kinds of bad... <laughs> Bad and dancing, bad music. music. The, the music may be slowed down to a painful <laughs> degree, but at least it's going to keep it moving somewhat. 76 trombones. <laughs> oh, God, this tempo. 
Doing a box step and then another box step. <laughs> Shapoopy. Shapoopy. Why is Shapoopy so slow? <laughs> this is not how Shapoopy was meant to be. You guys have sold me. We're going to a high school. We're going to do right. that. That's going to be fun. Just get to know a kid there. It'll be fine. <laughs> What's up? Great job. <laughs> I saw Pippin in a cafetorium at one point. That was it. That was fascinating. What is a cafetorium? Wow. Yeah. Just a little stage right in the middle of the cafeteria. You sat at the cafeteria tables and you just watched the show. And I remember it being uh, uh, quite uh, charming. I had never seen Pippin before. Hmm. But those children took me to school. <laughs> Brad, what has been, uh, what's been going on with you, sir? Um, you know, not much. Uh, enjoying a lot of pineapples. Uh, <laughs> Stop. Bragging. No, but seriously though, I like after I got off work today, I went to the grocery store because I had this idea. Oh, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a, a fun pineapple drink uh, for the podcast tonight. What I forgot is I bought a pineapple yesterday. <laughs> so, like my weird buying too much canned pineapple has now evolved into buying too many real pineapples. <laughs> You're out of control. I just, I'm just obsessively hoarding pineapple in all forms. I already had some frozen pineapple in the freezer. I have. So much pineapple in my life. I'm living a pineapple life. We are going into Brad's home now. There is a shriveled pineapple in the corner, uh, covered in flies. Uh, he refers to the pineapple as uh, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Danielle. I love you so it's, much. It's it's a little crazy. Man, I'm loving this pineapple life. I'm also loving that A-list life. I saw the film Us over the weekend. Ooh. I should say I, I updated your A-list lifestyle uh, viewing list, but I don't know what oh. days you saw the film, so those fields I, are listed as TBD. I will, I will get on there and uh, make those additions. I only had to um, add two movies. <laughs> yeah, I, there was. I took, I took like a month off of a list. Um, I, I think, back in. I think much longer than that because the last movie noted was like from November. Whoa. Oh, well, I, I saw Aquaman in December. Oh. That was the last one I saw before I, I like I just stopped my subscription for about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm back on now because there's there's a lot of things that I'd like to try and get and see. Uh, but Us is creepy as fuck. Like, I don't want to say much about it because it is a current movie and oh, come on, spoil it. Alex, don't pressure Brad to spoil. The I film. can't go see it. Well, I have a little <sighs> bit of have a little bit of Alex time. Just carve out a couple hours of Alex time. That's not possible, but <laughs> when, when if if ever time should present itself, though, Alex, I th- do think you would enjoy it. Um, I'm sure it'll stream on HBO or something, and I can watch it then. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o is Lupita Nyong'o is really good in that, and then Tim Heidecker. I was I didn't know he was in the movie, but I found him to be really creepy and funny at the same time. Yeah. Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric. Yeah, awesome show. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Saw them live. Once again, we're, once again, I'm tricked into wondering if Alex is being serious or not. He's that good of an actor. I've seen him on something else and thought, Tim? Like, it took me right he, out. because he, he Go ahead. He has random acting credits. Like, he really does sort of pop up out of nowhere in random things. Yeah. Interesting. I, this, I, like, I, I, I'd only seen the trailer. I hadn't really read much about the, the film going in. Um, and I was like, that's a tre- creepy fucking trailer. That is a creepy fucking movie on all counts. Yeah, I mean, and this is especially a film that the less you know about it going in, it's it's going to yeah, be more definitely. entertaining. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely left me thinking a lot too, just sort of turning it over in my mind and going over what it, you know, what the movie was and what it was about. Um, and that's kind of rare, I think, to sort of 
be walking out and then later that night just think to yourself like, oh, wait, let me go over that again. And it's, so you know, sometimes you watch a movie and you want to turn it over to see if it makes sense. But like, it's airtight. So you just wind up having fun thinking about like, oh, this is what was happening or blah, blah, blah. Again, not to creep into spoiler territory. Absolutely, yeah. But it's it is a it is a, certainly a fun ride. Highly recommend. Can't wait for Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. I know. I saw that I saw that clip of the Kumail Nanjiani episode, the comedian with Tracy Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I almost said his Thirty Rock character, Tracy Jordan. <laughs> um, I did say it's Thirty Rock. But that looked kind of fascinating. I was I was fascinated by the idea of uh, Tracy Morgan doing something that wasn't him playing like a bonkers dum dum, which he always seems to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling Jordan Peele is going to also wind up being a guy who helps a lot of people out and helps get them opportunities as directors. Um, I get that sense from Ava DuVernay as well. I think that she probably does a lot to help people. Um, So that's nice. It's nice to know that, like, nice people. Hopefully Jordan Peele isn't, like, some secret monster. (laughs) That would would not be fun. (laughs) No, no. Let's let's hope not. It's never fun to learn that people are monsters, but... We need to. We need to. We need to express yes. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Well, Brad, what is the next movie that you think you will see um, as part of your lifestyle? Well, I'm, I know uh, Shazam's coming up, right? Yeah, and that's I think getting, it's out I, this weekend, right? N- no, it, it's been doing like previews, like paid pre. Like you, uh, people have been able to like go through Fandango to see it early, but I don't think it comes out until like maybe the first week of April or maybe even the second. Yeah, so it's hmm. like two weeks out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely going to see that. Um, People seem I, to like that. Nice. I'm glad. Glad. I should, like, they, I, I would be, I would be upset if they ruined that movie. Because that should, like, that should be a good movie. Like, it's, I feel like it's such an easy mark to hit. I also think in marketing this film, they have finally flat out admitted that they are no longer especially interested in connecting everything. They have now, of course, the lesson we all knew that they were going to learn, which was you can't start with a shared universe. You have to actually, you have to actually start. You know how Marvel did it—the thing you're trying to copy, but you're trying to like <laughs> skip ahead to the part where you make a trillion dollars every time you step up to the plate. Um, so now they're like, okay, we're just going to do like character movies, and we're going to just let some people have fun with other established characters. Like the weird Joker movie that's being developed that has nothing to do with anything. Um, that Birds the of one with Prey Walking movie. Phoenix. Yeah, that's that, that's the Walking Phoenix one. And then they're like developing that weird Birds of Prey movie that has the really long subtitle, and mm. I don't I don't know how that's going to turn out. But is that the one with Harlequin in it? Yeah, it's called like Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harlequin Esquire. It's like got a really long oh. subtitle. Oh no! <laughs> and people thought people thought that there like that was a joke, but then the makers of the movie they were like, no, that's what we're going with, and people were like, all right. <laughs> You know, this isn't like a play written by Edward Albee, right? Okay. I, I really enjoyed Aquaman. I I hope we get another one of those because that was a fun ride. And I love seeing, um, um, what's his name? Uh, Dolph Lundgren uh, riding around on a seahorse. That was fun. I, I liked the visuals of that movie a lot more than like Captain Marvel. I actually thought uh, Captain Marvel was just sort of passable okay. That yeah. sequence in Captain Marvel where they're on that, it's near the beginning and they're undergoing that mission where they're trying to like save somebody on like planet dirt fog and like you can't really tell what's going on the entire time i was like wait a minute oh, you should have seen we- in 3d <laughs> oh i don't doubt it even murkier i'm sure yeah 
But like that whole sequence, I was like, first of all, how do we not know the language of cinema at this point where you can't just allow me to know what's going on? I, I honestly shouldn't be confused right now. This is like 15 minutes into the movie. I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and then the train wow. sequence I thought was going to be a lot better too, but that wound up just sort of being... It sort of is what it is from the trailer, and there's not much more beyond yeah. that. And I was really kind of disappointed by that. I, I guess I sort of just assumed that was going to be a big sequence. Uh, you know what I rewatched recently from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Iron Man 2. <laughs> really? All right. Yeah, uh, because Chris really likes Mickey Rourke, and he saw like he saw a special screening of it when he was a student at USC. It was like a cut of the film that didn't have the Thor stinger scene at the end, so it was like that early on. They hadn't shot that scene, apparently. And I, I warned him, I was like, I don't think it's going to be as good as you remember. And he's like, ah, that's okay. I like Mickey Rourke. And he did wind up just sort of enjoying it for him. But man, that movie is a... that Talk about pacing issues and weird writing issues all over the board. Weird movie. It took Marvel a while. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's not even... But it's not bad, per se. I mean, it's all right. No, it's, I think it's, it's fun. A fun t- yeah, it's a fun it's, time. None of them are, like, truly dreadful. None of them you think to yourself, like, oh, God, that was, like, you know, god-awful. Um, but enough movie talk, boys. I think it's time to give some advice. I have some Dear Prudence letters here, but I need you to first... This may be my 100th episode, but I need you to confirm that this is something that you're interested in. Are you interested? Are, are we interested? Um, absolutely. I think it's. I think it's been proven that you've given good advice in the past, so I want to see yeah. if we can continue that trend. For uh, those who may be wondering... I, too, am interested. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I let Brad speak for the both of you, and that's that's not how a relationship okay. works. I was worried that Alex was not going to be interested, and he was going to hold it in until it was too late, and then he was going to blow up and be like, I was never interested! My chicken is <laughs> undercooked and yet somehow broiling hot! <laughs> it burned my tongue, I do say. Joey, if you're listening to this in the future, I'm not making fun of you. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm no just saying they should have made you a nice chicken sandwich. Everybody's getting called out on this episode. <laughs> Drink that <laughs> tea, Kermit <children>. Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I also like accused him of being like heteronormative and like <laughs> toxic mask. <laughs> oh, Joey and his love of Mustangs. <laughs> get that boy enrolled in a tap class. He has to he has to get in touch with his feminine side. This is why I'm not a parent. <laughs> That would be a disaster. So here are some Dear Prudence letters. I also realized that I never look at the ethicist anymore. Remember when I used to pull from that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read a couple of those, but then once again, like the fucking NYT fucking paywall went up because apparently you can't read anything on any website ever. Everyone has a paywall. Vulture has a paywall now, which that's hilarious. (laughs) I'm not paying five bucks a month or whatever to access Vulture. Thanks, but no thanks. Your movie coverage isn't that fucking good. <laughs> You're, you have the same stories that all the free websites have, okay? So don't... Do they have any stories about uh, uh, Tony's Tony left arm? Left arm? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was mildly intrigued. I was like, yeah, but what is the thesis of that video? <laughs> well, for you, if you have 10 minutes. They got you. And, uh, they got you. Did you watch Death it wish. or did you not watch it? No, I watched, I watched like uh, maybe 30 seconds and I'm just out of frightened I, terror morbid curiosity I kind of like it when people deconstruct like why a scene is badly edited or like I kind of like that stuff sometimes where it's like this is why this scene doesn't make sense from a lang- like a like a movie language sort of perspective I kind of like that kind of stuff because it sounds like they're genuinely 
they sound like they genuinely know what they're talking about. But st- yeah, stuff like that with the Easter eggs. And I saw this one video that was like, 10 things you must remember before watching Avengers Endgame. And I was like, oh. all right. And I, I clicked on it. And the first thing was, Thanos has killed half of all living life. And it's like, yes, <laughs> that's well, number yeah. 10. That's number 10. Listen, I gotta, like a... I gotta make this video longer. I'm trying to make, um, I'm, if I gotta, know, gotta make enough clicks so that I can pay my rent. Because this is my job now. And then number yeah. nine was Thanos has all of the Infinity Stones. I'm like, yes. Was it yes. presented in a way that's like threatening? Like, number nine, Thanos has all the Infinity Stones. <laughs> this no. is minute marker 49. <laughs> this no, is fucker, give, me, give me a time stone. Because I'm going back and I'm going to destroy <sighs> all of it. This is not going to happen. Sorry, guys. I enjoyed the movies too. But if they're going to make these videos, womp, 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 we don't get womp, to have womp, them anymore. Womp, womp, womp. I'm going to destroy them. No, Vision. <laughs> Sorry, I'm destroying all of cinema. Brad killed Vision. Oh, Brad. Brad no. destroyed all novels except for Don Quixote. Oh. <laughs> I took that one out too. I had to. Ah! Those are the rules. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> okay, so, dear Prudence, my wife doesn't share my passion for live music and dancing. Okay. Hmm. So lately. I agree with your wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so lately, I've been going to concerts and festivals alone or with friends. Sounds reasonable. Mm-hmm. At a recent festival, I ended up dancing most of the night with a woman I just met. It was Uh-oh. just fun at first, but then the dancing got closer and more intense, and our conversation got more personal, though I never told her I was married. At the end of the night, she invited me to come home with her, but I turned her down and said I would just look for her the next day. She agreed, but we didn't exchange numbers, and we weren't able to reconnect. I've been... But you tried? But you tried? Mm, we didn't exchange numbers? Tried. How do you try at a music festival with thousands of people? How do you try? Did you go back to the same spot where you were dancing? He kept an eye out. He kept an eye out. <laughs> Is that her? <laughs> Get my binoculars out. (laughs) My opera glasses. I've been agonizing over this. Agonizing. I cheated on my wife emotionally. And want to put this in the past. But I also found an amazing dance partner who shared my interest and tastes in music, but didn't know I was married. I feel like I owe an explanation to both women. I have already... I have already recommitted to a stronger, more emotionally connected relationship with my wife. Take it to your grave. Take it to, Take your, it to grave. your grave. Take it to, Take your, it grave. to your grave. Hold on. But I should probably also tell her about my dancing fling. For my dance partner, I want to track her down. She told me where she works and come clean about being married. Then she'll know why I brushed her off and can decide whether she is interested in a platonic friendship around music like I have with other close female friends. Is this possible or worth it? If so, oh. how? <laughs> help, help, help. That's not what you're interested in. That's not what you're interested in. That's not what you're interested in. Interested interested in. Be real with fucking yourself. Look yourself in the disgusting mirror and be real. Creep. You fucking disgusting creep. You pressed your fucking hard dick into that woman's ass while dancing with her. And you wanted to fuck her so bad, but you didn't do it, and now you regret it, and you want to stalk her ass and show up at her job? You don't have her phone number. You're going to show up at her job? Well, uh, theoretically, I I assume he's going to try to uh, internet stalk her with the knowledge of having her job. Yeah. 
I, I would hope. I would hope that's the case. Ding How many dong. misconnections has he thrown out over the city? Just like misconnection, you I danced with at this music <laughs> festival. First My dick came your ass as we danced anymore. and grinded. Say what? <laughs> as we danced and grinded. <laughs> as we ground ourselves against each other. I don't think me a married man. You unaware I was married. <laughs> we didn't exchange numbers. Why I don't know. Even though you clearly wanted to have sex with me. All right. So what's the down. advice? What's the advice? Take it to your grave and fuck off with this shit. Like no. you're being an idiot. Yeah. You first of all, you don't know this person. Um, don't ruin your marriage over dancing with somebody. It, it wouldn't be yeah. ruined. It wouldn't be ruined. This oh, is so innocuous. The fact he wants to find this woman and fuck her, um, it's gonna that's, ruin his marriage. That's the part. Like, the dancing with someone, depending on what's going on, it could, it could be innocent. I mean, people can dance with people and it's fine. There's nothing necessarily sexual about no. that at all. Well, no, of course not. But, like, if he just stopped worrying about tracking the other fucking woman down and giving her mm-hmm. an explanation too, because she doesn't care, by the way. She doesn't yeah. care that you... T- she was probably on fucking <laughs> ecstasy or drunk. Like, it's a music festival. Like, people don't reconnect. People are, like, just having an insane fucking time. Fuck off. But, like, if he didn't worry about that and just said, like, hey, I, like dance with this woman and it made me feel like bad like I felt like I wanted to sleep with her and this that's not gonna ruin his relationship it's not that big of a fucking deal unless she is like super if she is as sensitive as he is then there's a problem well but the thing is like like but again it's not that he like no I I, just cause Brad, what would you this admit is a, to someone? <laughs> you want to well, keep I, everything I, inside. <laughs> I, I think you shouldn't hurt people for no reason. If he's Truth. planning on staying in the relationship, why should he hurt like, this the person he's in a relationship with saying, oh yeah, I really liked, I danced with this woman and I really liked her and uh, she wanted to have sex with me and I didn't, but I am going to try to track her down and explain things to her. Why? Explain what? <laughs> that we danced with each other? I, oh, again, I'm also married? Again, like, taking that part out of it, of like, because I don't think, I don't even know if he has, like, the the fucking attention span to do that, but I don't know if, because he sounds like he's a little messed up, but if she is a, like, mature person who actually knows what she's all about, she's not going to be hurt by this. Like, we've already admitted, like, that it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, what he did isn't a big deal. But next time, next time he goes to one of these weirdo, well, like, things, like... Yeah, it's going to be nothing but bad. Well, and he claims, like, and if, again, I think we talked about this with the woman who got rid of the dog. Like, if you if you genuinely do think you're putting in the work of being a better partner, then I then it should be fine overall. Like, I, th- what a weird thing to write about, right? <laughs> yeah. there's His reaction to it is the weirdest part. Like, there's so much internal guilt. He I mean, wa- to him, this regrets. is, like, earth-shattering, he, yes. He absolutely regrets not sleeping with that woman. And he wants to find her. And run yeah. away with her. And I think I was talking to Chris about this, and I also had the attitude of like, why don't you also maybe just get over your stupid bullshit about going to music festivals? Because you're Truth. maybe like a little too old for that. You know what I mean? I like, totally know he, what you mean. Like, uh, he's indulging this part of himself that, like, he's afraid that he's getting older and he's not going to be able to, like, go to fun concerts and he's going to be like the old guy. And this woman was probably a little younger than him and attractive, and it probably just made him feel good. Which, like, there's nothing 
wrong about any of this necessarily, but like maybe just be a little more honest with yourself and maybe don't worry about the fact that your wife doesn't want to go with you to concerts. Who cares? Like that's just, it's a separate interest. Why is it such a big deal? Like, oh, I found this great dance partner. You're like, what's wrong with you? Are you emotionally like broken or starved? What's what's the like? Is your wife a character from Footloose? Like, no, dancing. Ugh, I never like to have fun. I'm a cold, dry person. Don't touch me, husband. Why did they get married? Like, what happened to that magic? Did Dear Prudence start her response with "What is wrong with you"? Well, (laughs) because that would have been awesome and accurate. So the 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 person who writes for Dear Prudence uh, used to go by Mallory Orberg, but. he is trans, so he like transitioned into being a man. So he goes by Daniel now. So like that, the person responding is like Daniel Ortberg, and so he was saying that um, yeah, I mean it's essentially what we were talking about. He did also make a point to say, you know, all of those female friends you trotted out near the end of your letter to say like, oh, I just wanted to be like my other female friends who I dance with. Don't don't try to parade your friends in front of me like you're this like chaste like perfect person who's like look at all these female friends I have that I just dance with (laughs) like get rid of that because you're not you're not convincing me of anything um and i think the advice did kind of boil down to it's not that big of a deal you're just like you feel guilty about it and if you have any sort of real relationship with your spouse you can like talk about this like you didn't just what is this is insane (laughs) like you're you're this whole thing is you're spiraling out of control right now and absolutely and he also said never contact that woman yeah. Never. Of course not. Never. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Oh, wait. Uh, grow up and shut up also. <laughs> Just grow up and shut up. Definitely grow up and shut yeah, up. Yeah, grow up and shut up, dude. I mean, like, at the very least, you could have a conversation about how you feel guilty about being attracted to other women. Like, is th- that's something that you should be able to talk to your spouse about and have the other spouse not go into, like, a fit. Because that's just, like, a normal thing. Like, oh, I found myself attracted to someone. Or I feel like that if the other person is like, how dare you? You're a piece of shit. Then your relationship is garbage. Like, you're both garbage. And you shouldn't be together. (laughs) Any person that's like, you're attracted to other people? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, we don't live in a, like, fairy tale book. That's fucking stupid. I should only be attracted to my wife. Okay, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate how I'm attracted to other people. I don't know what to tell you. I fuck. Shut up. Um, this is an absolute case of grow up, shut up, by the way, in this next letter, and it's hilarious. Um, uh, do you want, sorry, do you want this one that I'm about to read, or do you want the one about Michael Jackson? <gasps> I mean, which you one's can't dangle better? that carrot out there, friend. Well, which one's better as the final letter of the three, is I guess my question. Oh, Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, I guess yeah, it, yeah. that MJ one better be good, though, Jonathan. I think it's I think it's pretty sticky. It's a pre- <laughs> not the best word. Um, it's a tricky. Whoa. It's a very <laughs> odd situation. It's 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 really not whatever you're thinking. It's not whatever that is. <laughs> I don't even know what you might be thinking. I work in a high school. This is the other letter. I work in a high school. Period. <laughs> That's the opening sentence. Okay, as it should be. Opening paragraph. I work in a high school. Period. Now, Next paragraph. A lot of the time in, the le- in these letters, they'll use alias names in quotes. So just to let you know, Alex is one of the quoted names in this letter, but we just, it's an alias for another person. This isn't Alex. Slander. This isn't our Slander. Alex. How no, dare Alex. you on your 100th episode? Calm down. I work in a high school. 
Alex and I sometimes socialize together. While you socialize with this person, Alex? <laughs> Let's I, concentrate. I don't know. Wild ale- a- accusations. Let's God. concentrate. We need to give this this person and her situation our serious attention. This does not involve our Alex. Okay, everybody on the same page? Whatever you say. Would it help if I changed the name Alex to no, something else? No, do not change the name. Okay. <laughs> I forbid it. Alex and I sometimes socialize together. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. How are the kids? I do not sound like that. Creepy. And neither do they. Alex, shut your... Not that I know anything about it. Shut your fucking... <laughs> Alex and I sometimes... So Katie wrote this letter. Just <laughs> 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 me as the alias. Even school. better. So if I can get past this phrase, uh, Alex and I sometimes socialize together while Byron is friendly and gets on well with everyone, but is married and doesn't socialize much with other teachers. Okay. Last week, Alex revealed to me that about four months ago, Brian had asked for a loan of about $5,000 until next payday. Next payday. Um, Can you give me $5,000? I'll hit you up on our next payday. Uh, what? On a teacher salary? Well, is it there's, there's, there's one line that sort of addresses that in a minute. But it's, okay. it's not enough because I want to know how much they make specifically. Byron never repaid it. And every payday since, Byron has approached Alex and said he doesn't have the money this month. Alex now feels foolish for lending the money as he should. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, Alex emailed Byron asking for a repayment schedule. That's something you should have gotten in the beginning, Alex. Byron has now promised to start repaying in May, although I strongly suspect this is another, this is another excuse. Byron's wife has been yeah, very- Yeah, because summer's going to come up and you're not going to see them. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Later. Hey, happy graduation, kids. Gotta go. Byron's wife has been very ill for the past year or so, and he claimed this is what he needed the money for. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This busybody, it's, it gets so much worse. This busybody, the, the, she's out of her mind. Some aspects of his story don't add up. Uh, yeah. But nothing can be proven. We live in a country with subsidized public health care. Byron is over 50 and always seemed to be financially comfortable over the years we have worked together. We are quite well paid for teachers. I suspect Byron is in debt for reasons he is ashamed of, and perhaps his wife doesn't even know, although I have no proof. In any case, Byron was dishonest when he claimed he would pay the money back next payday. I have two concerns. Seems like he had a lot. First, that Byron may ask other teachers for a loan as no one else knows about this. Second, that Byron is in serious financial trouble and in denial to himself and everyone. Loan shark, gambling, or something like that. My options are to keep quiet. These are not your options. My options are to keep quiet. I mean, that is an option, but stop acting like you know what your options are because you don't. My options are to keep quiet and let Alex deal with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Quietly warn other teachers I consider vulnerable not to lend money to anyone. No. Or see if Byron is willing to talk about it. No! I suspect Byron would tell me... Yes, she wants to talk about it with him. Or he, it might be a man or woman who's writing this, I don't know. The last line is, I suspect Byron would tell me the same suspicious story he told Alex. 
Any advice? Yeah, shut the fuck up already. <laughs> yeah. First of all, let's talk. It's not necessarily a suspicious story. I'm glad to know that they are in a country with uh, socialized healthcare. Yes. Because, but that also doesn't mean that, like, his wife may actually be sick and therefore not working, and therefore they're having financial troubles. And like, if he doesn't want to provide more details about it that, like, make you feel better, that's not your fucking business. Yeah. What kind of cancer not, does she have? Yeah. How often does she go to chemo? How expensive is uh, the chemo? Fuck off that, all this shit. That's not $5,000. You said it was only like 1500 How many does I she mean, do in a month? The, the thing here is, this is not your problem. No. Like, the other person chose to give him the loan, which, if, you, if, if they didn't have $5,000 to spare, this was a foolhardy gesture. And I think um, that I think the point is is that the person did have five thousand dollars to spare. So yeah. like I remember Daniel's advice was you just need to let your fucking friend deal with this and if he has to eat that loss, it's his fault for not having Byron sign anything, it's his fault for not putting together a repayment schedule. He he'll learn. He will learn. Yeah. And no, you don't have to go talking to the other teachers. No. Hey Alice off. Alice, come here, I think you're vulnerable. Don't let Byron what do you mean ask by you for vulnerable? money. You know you're stupid. Come here. I don't want. I don't want Byron asking you about money. Oh, sorry, not Byron. Myron. You know, people with names like Myron. She is so bored. I hate that I keep saying she. It could easily be a man, but like this person is just so fucking bored. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, I want to yeah, talk yeah, to Byron about it. I want to see what he says. Oh, but what if he just tells me the same boring story I've already heard? How news. do you know your friend's not lying about this whole thing? Maybe, Ooh. maybe, maybe she's the one that's uh, mixed up with loan sharks, and she's trying to cover up for why she's broke. Oh yeah, uh, I gave a loan to. We're talking about Byron. Alex. Yeah, yeah. Alex, good point. Alex could stand for Alexandra. <laughs> they, Alex, are you a liar? Alex, I am not a liar. Did don't... you lie about loaning money to Byron? I don't even know a Byron. Are you the victim of a loan shark? <laughs> In 2019, not that there aren't loan sharks, but it just seems, that seems like a weird tale to spin in your own head. Oh, I bet it's a loan shark. A loan shark. It could easily be someone who's trying to go to concerts and hiding the fact that he's going to all these concerts searching for a lost love from his wife. That's another scenario that this could be. Maybe maybe he's a killer and someone's blackmailing him. Maybe it's a Breaking Bad scenario. I like Breaking Bad. That show has twists. I hope this story has a twist. Shut up! You guys ready for the Michael Jackson question? Yes. This one's a lot shorter. So, uh, my boyfriend is father to... <laughs> my boyfriend is father to a wonderful eight-year-old. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it. Nice. Ew. <laughs> nice. Uh, my boyfriend is father to a wonderful eight-year-old who, after finding out Michael Jackson used to hang out with the Beatles, became obsessed He's an excellent moonwalker and has memorized all of Michael Jackson's albums. He's also precocious and always on the lookout to learn more about his new hero. Hmm. So oh we boy. are we are worried that some big talks are ahead with the latest documentary, Leaving Neverland. They're referencing Leaving Neverland. My boyfriend is uncertain about how to talk with his son about Jackson's history. Neither of us are perfectly comfortable with the separating the art from the artist approach, but we're at a loss for an age-appropriate way to have this discussion. I mean, this is not to talk to your kids. I will say that this is a, a question that a lot of people would probably have now on a lot of different veins. But the fact that Michael Jackson is who he was, 
does spin this a little differently than I would that I have I've, than I've heard before. It sounds like, it like much more of a big like a, a slightly bigger thing to some people than. But other I don't think this is the... different than anything else in that you have to talk to your kids. Oh, at you the have level, to talk to them. Yeah, at the level that they are able to. Though you don't need to get crazy. You just no. well, and I think I think the problem to... is I think the problem is they just don't know what that is gonna like. What is that? What that is literally just gonna be. What, like, what, how do I think they do understand that they have to talk to their son at the level that he's at? They right, just don't like, know what, how to actually crystallize but that. But at eight years old, I think you can say, um, yeah, I know you like his music, but yeah, um, he did some bad things and he wasn't necessarily a good person. And I think, like, f- for an eight year old, I think you can, I think you can be fine just there. You don't need to say, oh, yeah, he molested children all the time. Yeah, and, and Daniel's response was, I think the talk that you really, I don't think you realize this is the talk you need to have, but the talk that's more important is just talking about like body safety. Like you need, like if you haven't had that talk with your child yet about like you know people shouldn't be touching you and, and they shouldn't be touching you if if anyone makes you feel uncomfortable, this, that, and the other. Like that's the conversation that's sort of really connected to what this is all about. So like have that conversation and then like have an age appropriate discussion about Michael Jackson and then with time. Like, you know, he's eight years old, he enjoys the music, so maybe just let him have that. It's probably a phase, and he'll move on to some other artist or something. And then with time, you can, like, expand the conversation. But, like, the conversation you really need to have is is just... Because then you... By having that conversation first, you can then eventually... You'll, you'll be able to have him understand what Michael Jackson really did. As opposed to, like, oh, he molested children. And if your child doesn't, like, have any reference for that... If he doesn't, yeah. like, if they don't really know what? Level set, be like, hey, guys, look, kid, if you don't know this already, yeah, I mean, be aware of your body and, you know, if someone touches you in a wrong way that you don't, yeah, just, just tell kids that. And then two minutes later, pop the popcorn, turn on Finding Neverland, and just let it, he'll figure it out. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Jonathan? That's what it sounds like you're saying. I don't know if that was saying, Brad, you had, like, a scowl on your face, though. Was that, did that not seem... No, like, I'm, I'm just agreeing 100%. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Brad was you literally from like... <laughs> you literally had a scowl on your face. <laughs> I, I don't know what that was in reference to. Um, I was afraid that I was... <laughs> I, I was afraid that I was wildly off the mark. <laughs> no. Now I'm not going to get a pineapple. Scowl. I was like, what's going to happen? Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I think they're just uncomfortable. And like, that's fine to be uncomfortable, but you, you don't not have the conversation. Um, it also kind of... I think what they're a little worried about also... Is because they keep saying they keep kind of emphasizing that the kid is precocious, and I think it might be a case of like their kid might be a little bit on the spectrum, and it might be like a little bit of a because I have a younger brother who's autistic, and you know when people with autism get fixated on something, they learn everything they can about it, and they know it backwards and forwards, and they want to talk about it with a lot of people, and I think they're worried about the eight year old just bringing up about just bringing up how how much he loves Michael Jackson. And then they're going to be embarrassed because they're going to seem like the parents who don't know how to, like, talk about this, I guess. I don't know. It's going to be all awkward at play dates when he's doing the moonwalk and starts singing Michael Jackson songs now after finding Neverland. Because adults are going to be like, <laughs> okay, now, that's cute. Now, after the release of finding Neverland, now, th- now that we know Michael Jackson was a pedophile. <laughs> For sure. Like, that'll not ring well at dinner parties with other adults. <laughs> like, that's what they get. That's it's going to be socially maybe, awkward. Maybe you just introduce them to a new artist, like R. Kelly. <laughs> You know, R. Kelly, um, 
what, if, what if happens you wanna, if you want to move away from music, you can move into films. There's lots of great artists in the film world. Very oh, outstanding t- upright men. Yeah. Would it yeah. be possible for other adults to come to these people and be like, hey, look, I don't want to say anything, but your son has been introducing Michael Jackson songs to our child. And, and then you tell those Neverland, parents to fuck off. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if anyone did that, fuck off. If get anyone off my did lawn. that, I'd be like, "What are you doing? Get off my lawn! <laughs> Literally, get off my lawn!" <laughs> I think I would be like, I would go on my toes and go, and then moonwalk out and be like, "Get out of here!" Nice. Should should they buy him a vintage arcade cabinet of the Moonwalker video game? Yes, I mean you everyone get that on a should. Good deal now. Where Bubbles is a power up that makes you invincible. <laughs> Nice. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't they? The, um, the one thing about um, all you know, people finally acknowledging that Michael Jackson was a monster, at least he's dead now. So if you have, you don't have to feel as guilty about having like his songs or anything because you're not financially contribu- contributing to a monster that's currently alive. Well, I mean, a positive. well, you're absolutely contributing to like the Jackson family and like what, whoever's getting that money, I think is directly connected to that family and yeah, they're obsessed but, with making money off of it. Yeah. Blanket, uh, yeah. Paris, the other kid. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, I mean, I've, I talked, I've talked about this before. Like I, I fully understand if I fully understand when people don't want to listen to the music anymore. And apparently if you do watch this documentary, the, the level of explicit detail is so uh, fucked up and disturbing that it for a lot of people I think it made it nearly impossible for them to listen to the music again but like I, I do kind of tilt my head to the side like my friend I had a friend who was just like def- I don't like the defiant angle where it's like well I am gonna listen to the music and it's like did you think I was yelling at you yeah that's like, did, weird did, did, that's did weird. you think you were on trial like I, I don't don't, like, see, don't like, get defiant about it and don't get like smug about it because it's like he did ruin lives and his family like is obsessed with making sure that nobody believes that because all they want is just more money. Yeah, That's all yeah. they care about. Also, but when somebody's like defiant like that, it really just seems like they're overcompensating because they're like, oh, I feel guilty, but I'm not going to let it win. Because, yeah. because you weird. like because you like thriller? Like the music... Is it really like I always just want to be like? So the music's that good, huh? Like <laughs> Michael Jackson's music is just so priceless that there there literally is no price to it. Like you wouldn't trade in the music for anything, apparently. <laughs> like no, I just love him too much in his music. You know he's not like a god, right? <laughs> it's not like he's he hears you from beyond the grave. Check those top ten. Check those top. Check 10. the top Check ten. Check the original Prepare top ten. It really, it just exhausts me. Like, well, that's something we've known for a long time. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, so. I wish when, someone did that. When you watch the documentary. <laughs> when you watch the documentary and they talked about how, like, one of the boys had to, like, spread his ass cheeks for Michael so, like, Michael could look at his asshole. Like, you still pop in Thriller and, and be like, I love this. Halloween, my. Oh, jam. This is my Halloween jam. No, who cares about that little boy? <laughs> One of those guys is going to wind up taking his own life. So that, that's just that's just something to. <laughs> it is. Um, I read a summary of Funding Neverland. I haven't watched it yet because um, it is disturbing to me, and I haven't listened to Michael Jackson since. Well, that's also going to be a very drain. You, you have. There's almost no way to really prepare yourself because that's just going to be a gigantic. It's a four-hour-long movie. It's going to be a drain. It's going to completely leave you just like yeah. drained. 
Yeah, there's not going to be like some wacky uh, old dad <laughs> that uh, is crying about giving a hand job, and uh, well, it's just going to be depressing. Well, <gasps> apparently that six-part R. Kelly miniseries or whatever is just as fucked up and super detailed yeah. and crazy, and people still come to his defense. People rally around him, and they're like, "He's a fucking genius," and it's like, so he should be allowed to do anything he wants. No, that's what we're no. basically saying. Like, I don't care what he did; he could do anything. He could do anything. Whatever he did, like he could have. If he was a serial killer, I don't care. Thriller is too good. I can't pass it up. I love Vincent Price too much. I, I can't. I can't begrudge Vincent Price's outro from Thriller. <laughs> he killed your parents. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he raped and then killed your parents. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I love Can't Stop Till You Get Enough. Gotta support Vincent Price more. <laughs> we do gotta support Vincent Price more. Um, I recently came across a Vincent Price appreciation podcast that had three episodes and a Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs> I would say maybe wait a little longer. Uh, zero donors, but they had a $500 stretch goal. Oh, cool. Ooh. If you donate $500, I'll give 10% of it to charity. A charity that Vincent Price would have liked. That's, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Huh. Well, is it a charity for that weird 3D camera? <laughs> ah, yes. This Museum of Wax is much like the Museum of Wax from the film Museum of Wax. Now, there needs to be three levels to this photograph. <laughs> oh, thank you, ladies. Ladies? <laughs> what do you mean, why? Why are they in bikinis? Here you are, Vincent, you chattering bag of chalky bones. <laughs> oh, thank you. For this scene, I, I would need an umbrella if we're going to be in direct sunlight. <laughs> Could you just put a giant parasol over my head? Oh, goodness gracious. Michael Jackson, is it worth it? Apparently for some it is. This is the same friend who, when I told him about Morgan Freeman, was like, that's not harassment. What? And I looked him dead in the eye and I went, you know, that's not your call, right? And he went, what do you mean? And I was like, the people it happened to get to make that decision. You know that, right? You don't just get to say, that's not harassment. You know that, right? He got so flustered and he was like, well, I mean, there's just so much happening. And I was like, yeah, what an inconvenience. What an inconvenience for you. Which thing did he say wasn't harassment specifically? The th all of it. I, I described remember. it. There was, there was a whole thing about Morgan Freeman about how his production company was, like, he like he intimidated women. Like, he stared down their fucking tits. And he, like, he, he was working on a movie. And, like, Alan Alda had to physically be like, stop putting your hand up that fucking woman's skirt. She has been trying to get away from you all day, and you have been pawing her all fucking day. Stop it. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was just being friendly. Morgan and that's like, not harassment to your friends. No, my, my friend was like, that's not harassment. Why? Because you, you, like, cause you like March of the Penguins? Because you like Bruce Almighty? Because you exactly. like the Shawshank Redemption? Like, I do. <laughs> What do you mean it's not my call to say whether that's harassment or not? What if he put his hand up your mother's skirt? Well, I don't know. Just because there's there's worse thing, people are doing worse things, doesn't mean it's not harassment. It's exactly. still bad. That's yeah, weird. he's well, a creepy old fucking man who's being a fucking creep. Um, yeah, there are also rapists out there. They're both bad. Yeah, there's slightly there's there's well, gradients, but it's still bad. Well, and why does bad. it why does it always come down to like? Why can't people just admit, like, I don't know those people, so I don't give a shit? Wow. Like, if it was your I mean, friend, truth. if it was your friend who was assaulted, you would care. Yeah. If it was your, like, brother or cousin who was raped by Michael Jackson, 
guess what? I think you have an investment in it, but you don't have the you don't have the empathy as a human to like for even a second be like, oh yeah, that is really horrible, and like maybe I could maybe like change my mind on something. No, I won't. <laughs> like the immediate reaction bizarre. is like, I don't know those people. Who cares? It's so bizarre. Ugh. I anyway. Wow. Uh, I kind of knew that that one was loaded. There were other ones that I cut that there were that were just like too dark. So th- those letters oh. get really dark, but um, I figured Michael Jackson was about as uh, dark as we wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate um, it for your hundredth episode. Yes, I, yeah, my hundredth episode, and we we talked about Michael Jackson. What a mistake that I made. <laughs> um, Brad, I think it's time for you to snatch some pups. Oh. Ooh, pop snatching. Um, Brad, I need you to be I need you to be focused. I don't want you to get too tipsy on your pineapple drinks as you're trying to snatch up these pups. Okay. This is Alright, alright. This is round nine of oh the game Snatch and Release, in which I present Brad with uh, two pups from pop culture, and he has to snatch one of them, and then he has to let the other he needs to release them into the wild. Say goodbye, pup. It's the least podcast-friendly segment we've ever done. It's, that's it largely not true. Involves, it largely involves researching pictures on the internet. People can look them up as we look them up. Truth. <laughs> everyone's near a computer podcast. or their phone. Uh, so this is the all-TV edition. Uh, this is round nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, all, again, all of the dogs get to go into the Snatchatorium, which is a beautiful, I like to think it's a purple house filled with little dogs. Ooh. Who run up and down giant staircases? A paradise taken care of. Uh, so the first dogs in this all TV edition are Murray from Mad About You and Duke from the Beverly Hillbillies. Alex. <gasps> oh, I vaguely remember that dog. There was not a Duke cutout at the car museum. Ugh, outrage! Not even a stuffed like taxidermied <laughs> Duke <laughs> bloodhound. I believe Duke is a amazing. bloodhound. That would make sense. I don't know who Duke is off the top of my head. Okay. Um, by the way, Duke was a bloodhound named Stretch. <laughs> that's a, that's a good name for a bloodhound. That's a there's, great name. There's, for there's a, a whole article here about about uh, Duke. Um. All right. I'm looking at these dogs. Hmm. Hmm. Is Murray also in the vein of like a Fraser Eddie? type dog is he like a short haired like terrier he's a collie mix okay really see i was yeah. thinking the same thing jonathan was thinking i don't know why no he's he's a bit bigger um there's clearly clearly there's some there's some collie in there he's a cute dog but are you gonna go with the bloodhound <sighs> i'm tempted i didn't i didn't think you would necessarily be all about a bloodhound i'm i mean I'm, I. this is he's i like basset hounds though and like bloodhound is very close to a basset hound that's true um, I don't Bigger, know. of course. Yeah. But I don't like collies. <laughs> oh, well, this I, dog I from Mad About You is adorable. You gotta go with a, a Mad About dog. You pup. It's a cute dog, but... I don't know. I... Uh, yeah, I think I'm going Murray, but it's it's narrow. Okay, so we're gonna go uh, with Murray from Mad About You. Final decision? I, yeah. Yes, I have a quick question though, Brad. Between the Mad About You theme song and the Beverly Hillbillies theme song, which do you think is better? Beverly Hillbillies. What are you talking about? Mm, I'd, go with, I'd go with Mad About You. <laughs> what is the Mad About You theme song? Mad About wow. You. Oh, yeah. you dare that Mad About You, baby. <laughs> it's so it 90s, it makes you want to like barf and do a cheerleading jumping jack. <laughs> 
This is great and awful. <laughs> this is not good. Uh, Brad, not Alex, because Alex is not picking the dogs. He's helping Brad pick the dogs, but he does not get the final say. Alex, what are you chomping on over there? Oh, I got a, I got a little granola bar. Getting that, getting that blood sugar up. Oh, a granola bar? Or as they call them in England, a flapjack? No way. Yeah. Fuck. Hey, England, get your shit together. Are you referencing an episode I haven't heard yet? <laughs> uh, well, no. This no. was we discussed this on our prisoner episode. Oh. Um, with Claire, Claire and Chris uh, informed us that. They call granola bars flapjacks. That's not true. <laughs> That's, That's insane. Not it's absolutely insane. They also all use egg cups. It's a crazy world. <laughs> Brad, you're not a fan of an egg cup? Fuck no. I, you know why? I'll make a justification as to why I thought you were like an egg cup. I just think it's an it's a small dose of fanciness that's not too crazy. And I thought you might just like an, I th- I can picture you enjoying an egg in an egg cup. How dare you? I hey I. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> You're also an enormous fan of Golden Doodles, and I would think that 99% of the people who know you would never expect that or predict it. Then they don't know me at all. <laughs> Have you ever heard that song, You Don't Own Me, You Don't Know Me? Don't That's my song. All. Well, look at my look at, look at who I'm following on Instagram. It's mostly Golden Doodles. Well, you can also see why I didn't think you would necessarily go for a bloodhound, and you didn't. <laughs> uh, the next two dogs, Chester from the nanny, or Stella from Modern Family. Give me a second on these. All right. Uh, what's the other? What's the second one? Stella from Modern Family. S-T-E-L-L-A. I believe that's a bulldog. It's a uh, French oh. bulldog. Oh, fuck no. Versus a little... Ch- what is this? It's not a chihuahua. What is... Um, it's like a... Um, oh, what are those? Um, uh, Pomeranian. Pomeranian. Yeah. Give me a Pomeranian. Absolutely. Bulldogs I know that can fuck off. I like a I like a little French bulldog. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when they're purebred, they're even more like in defiance of God because they're, they're not even really <laughs> supposed to exist. And, and I yeah, guess they, they have a hard time living. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, it's hard for them to breathe. <laughs> so their but, face is so ugly it can't breathe. They are they are little monsters. I think it's because John Mulaney has a little bulldog that he talks about all the time, and it is like a they, they don't they do make disgusting noises. So I, in, in practice, it probably wouldn't be not that to great. Die. Yeah, just Pomeranian is adorable. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. So I uh, I accidentally marked Stella as the winner of that round. That is not correct. Uh, no. Chester, the nanny. Chester, the nanny was the winner of that round. It's a great name, round. too. I like that name. Um, dog from Columbo. Okay, <laughs> all right. Or Flash from the Dukes of Hazzard. Another, <gasps> oh! another show that has come up today. You got... Oh, we got two black. I mean, uh, two um, bat sounds. Oh, manzies. What's the Dukes of Hazard one again? Flash. Flash. Oh, I got okay. I got to go photo to photo on this. God. This is tough. This is cruel. Flash looks like a younger pup. Yeah. Than say he's a little bit tighter as far as the basset hound goes. Some sometimes it's hard to figure out who you want to snatch at. I Flash. Like, I Flash the classic. I've always loved Flash. Um, I didn't even remember Columbo had a dog, so... Well, he does, and his name is Dog, and now he's been released into the wild, and he'll never be in the statutory. Oh, God. Never, ever, ever. He's Uh, not going to make it out there. (laughs) What about Buck from Married with Children? Ugh. Versus versus Comet from Full House. Now, don't judge the shows, judge the dogs. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, even judging the shows, I hate Married with Children with a passion. Who doesn't? Um... Like, it's even, stu- like... It's a stupid show. 
it's the worst show, and I don't understand how people feel otherwise. I mean, but Full House, he's, that's just a, it's a golden retriever, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, you can't not like a golden retriever. You just look at a photo to make sure I'm not crazy. You're not like, crazy, yeah, friend. Yeah, it's a great dog. Great. I will say, classic golden retriever. I feel sorry for Buck, not just because he's on Major Children. It's a dumb show, but he just looks like a dog that's not having a fun time. Well, that breed of dog always looks like it's not having a fun time. <laughs> it looks like he should be like, like his fur should be more maintained than it is, or like cultivated. And it looks like he's got like a beard. It's just like, guy, I'm sorry. I don't like shaggy. I don't like big shaggy dogs. I need to be able to like connect with the dog through like the like the fucking face. And I don't like it when it's just a mop staring at me with a tongue. I don't like it. It's like an alien yeah. from another planet. What kind of dog is that? It's not a sheep dog, I guess. No, 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 no. Kind of reminds me of the dog from um, the Labyrinth for some reason. I know it's not the same breed, but there's something about its face. I just don't trust it. No, I think... And that's a me thing. That's not the dog. I think you might be on on the ball with the Labyrinth comparison. I do think those breeds were the same. I just don't think maybe the coloring was the same. I don't know. Should we do some research here? Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Did Comet go on to star in the Air Bud movies? You know, I couldn't remember if that was a real thing or not, or if that's just one of those fucking Nelson Mandela things. <laughs> I don't know if it's a Mandela effect. <laughs> um, we're in okay, one he, scenario. I don't know. Buck is part St. Bernard, part uh, Scott Shepherd dog. Oh. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Uh, Brad, are you ready for your next pair? I am. How about Tiger from the Brady Bunch, who I believe oh, is the man. exact same type of dog as Buck, uh, and Tramp from My Three Sons? Oh, okay. All right, all right. Hello. <laughs> I don't think that Tiger is the same. Well, he's maybe half the same breed as the other one. Tramp, Tramp is a sheep dog. Okay. Um, and no, well, oh, no. I'm Tramp seeing, looks very similar to the other dog. I'm, I'm seeing a lot. Of, I'm seeing a lot of conflicting photos here. Could Tramp okay, and Tiger so be the parents dogs. of Buck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, these are both sheep dogs. Though, though, Tramp, I'm seeing some dogs that look wildly Dude. different in these photos. Yeah, this is kind of strange. Some of them are sheep. Some of them are straight up sheep dogs, and then there's another kind of dog that's in the mix too. That's I have a feeling they were not dog. concerned about the the continuity yeah. of Tramp. No, I'm seeing a lot of different dogs, but mostly I'm seeing sheep dogs. So I'm just going to assume we're going sheep dog to sheep dog. Um, and I wonder if this is the same sheep dog that was in uh, um. Um, Airbud, uh, the Shaggy Dog with Fred McMurray. Ooh. <laughs> Could have been the original Airbud, like the what Shaggy if that's Dog. Like his dog, like he just likes it working with that dog. That'd be pretty sweet. I like that dog. Get that dog. Um, I I'll go I'll go Tramp just because he hangs out with Fred McMurray and that makes him cooler. Well, he doesn't come with Fred McMurray. <laughs> just I'm so just you saying, know, he's got I'm good stories. It, like considering the dogs look very similar, um. One of them got to hang out with Fred McMurray, and one hung out with a Brady Bunch. Come on. <laughs> Cousin Oliver, beer. What about Dog from Petticoat Junction? That's right, another dog named Dog. And we're sticking in the uh, in the uh, Beverly Hillbillies verse. Yeah, is that officially a spinoff? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Beverly Hillbillies, Petticoat Junction, and Green Acres. I think where they all. I think that was all of them. Oh, really? I didn't realize that was all part of like a shared TV universe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh. Soon to be a major motion picture. I'm I, loving this dog. I was really thrown by episodes of Green Acres. I didn't understand some of those old shows. I, I, I couldn't access them. Like, I would watch the, you know, I Love Lucy's, the I Dream of Genies, 
Uh, this isn't either. But like Green Acres, maybe because those shows were about hillbillies. I, I no, <laughs> maybe there was something about it. it. Was, yeah, there, there was a. It was a bit hard just because being in the South, I naturally Too opposed it. Home. But yeah, but I did eventually uh, come to accept them. Uh, so there's Dog from Pentagon Junction. You have that dog as re- as a reference, and then there's Spunky from Happy Days. Don't like that name. It's n- it's no stretch. It's no stretch. Not happy birthday, Spunky. No, Google. Gray skies, hello, boo. Happy birthday, little Spunky. Bark your way out of this one, Spunky. Oh, hmm. These happy days are... Oh. Oh. He's a cute guy. Not a lot of options here, but... um, Still doing some sheepdog mix. Or not sheepdog, uh, um... Uh, whatever. Bloodhound? But... Uh, no. 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 Well, I'm not mm. looking at them. <laughs> um, well, I, I assume you'd seen them before. Um, it's been a long time since I put Petticoat these Junction is by far and away. I mean, all the photos yeah. are adorable. Super adorable. A Benji-like dog, or the same yes. breed as Benji. So we did get at least one dog named Dog into this Natchatorium today. That's that's good to know. Hurrah. What about Jinjin from I Dream of Genie? That's D-J-I-N-N dash D-J-I-N-N. Okay, very similar. Or Scruffy from The Ghost and Mrs. Muir, M-U-I-R. The Ghost and Mrs. M-U-I-R. Whoa, this guy. Come on. Scruffy. You got a great name and you're an adorable pup. I'm snatching you up. Uh, What is Jinjin's whole deal? Because, again, I don't remember what these dogs look like. Uh, Jinjin, he's, um... Oh god, what is the um, the monkey terrier? What, what are they? Oh. Yeah. Jinjin needs to go to the spa. His hair <laughs> is messed up in half of these photos. Jinjin. Ugh. You are ratchet today. The scruffy Affin dog, Pinscher. though. He's an Af- I think he's an Affin... Well, no, because Affin Pinchers are black. I don't know. He's similar to that. Well, what about... Discr- what about Coco from the Donna Reed show? Oh, I love the Donna Reed show. Mm. And then... And then the other dog is from the Doris Day show, and that's Lord Nelson. Love that name. It's a good name. That's a great fucking name. I'll have to put it on my list. Coco's a pretty good name for a dog, too. Um, hmm, both of these dogs are kind of suspect to me. What the fuck are you saying? Are you talking <laughs> shit about Coco? <laughs> um, Coco is great. Brad's going to break out that scale. Lord Nelson does not fit his name, per se, because he is a shaggy dog. Yeah, yeah, he's just a sheep dog. Coco, what is this? Old school TV just um, had a shit Coco, ton of shaggy dogs. <laughs> Coco is either a poodle or a poodle mix. Um, I think he's a little too big to be a golden doodle. Um, but maybe a he's labradoodle. He's too loose to be a golden doodle. No, not at all. No. Pictures I've seen of golden doodles seem a little more cult, like a little bit more manicured than this, and that's fine. Well, he's just, he's, like, gonna, he's he's all right. Oh, he may be. Oh, uh, I wonder if he's one of those. Um, is, oh, let me look this up. He may. I'm seeing another photo now that he may be. He may be something else. He may not be a poodle mix. But, but it does like sound him. like Coco is getting the. He's great. He's adorable. <laughs> Coco, you win. They have one final pairing in this round. Uh, there's Henry from the show Emergency with an exclamation point at the end. Mm-hmm. Or Boot from Emergency. Henry oh and Boot. Well, this is going to be hard to find. Oh, I found. Oh, is he? Uh, is he a basset hound? Mm-hmm. 
I, I want to say I want to say that they're both Bass and Hounds again. Okay. Right. What? From the same show? Yeah, Henry and Boot from Emergency. All right, I can't find photos of Boot. Hmm. If, I, if you type the word Boot, Emergency exclamation point, you don't get a dog. You get Boots. I had to type in yeah. Boot Dog from Emergency. Did you find one? Yeah, so there's two different ones. There is the Bass okay. Hound, and then there's oh. another one who's a little if guy. You, if you just put an Emergency Boot Dog, then you'll get a reference for it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm getting two photos here. Um, oh yeah, I like Boot. He's a scrappy little guy. I think yeah. the first image is is Boot, and then the next one should be Henry. When yeah, you... mine. It's it's wildly different. Oh, um, what was Emergency? It was. It's a straight up TV show, friend. Was it like a um, firehouse? It was the nine one one of its day. Nice. Okay, that's all I needed. It was a medical drama. Oh, that makes sense. It's no suits. <laughs> what is? Step into the Oh, they work jointly as paramedics and firefighters. Cool. Oh. Oh. So they're like overextended EMTs? Yeah. Fight paramedics this fire. by day, firefighters <laughs> is needed. Huh. Yeah, set all set my broken all leg. Boot? Okay, great. Boot. Boot. Uh, so that's, that's round nine. Nice. That's round nine. Ding, 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 I think there are 12 overall, so we still got a few more to go before, wow. before we start pinning the winners of the rounds against each other. Oh. <gasps> That's when it gets, because we Only have to crown, one. we have to crown a Snatchatorian champion with time, oh, wow. with time. Whoa. So the decisions will only get harder. This is like a Marvel film franchise, like, lead up. We have all of these Snatchatorium dogs, and now Ugh. they're going to go head to head. If it was, I'd have money. <laughs> Snatchatorium endgame. Uh, friends, is it time to talk about some chums of ours? Friends, it's that super special time of the week. Where we discuss Kingdom Chums Top 10. No. <laughs> no? Is that not what it is? It's the Kingdom Chums Original Top 10. Okay, sorry. I had my time, I had my file was labeled differently. Um, yeah, that. We're discussing that. <laughs> it's trash. It's fine. Cute. <laughs> Cute. Following the let the love light lead. Um, Unbelievable. So- Unbelievable. Ugh. <laughs> it's kind of hard to do an impression of how yeah. he actually says it. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! Because he really cuts off the end. Yeah, it's there's a lot of live. There's a livable. There's a, it's a big. Wow. He's, oh, this kid's really going for it too. Mm-hmm. It's a woman. Oh. It's a woman. Oh, is it? Yeah. Unbelievable! Uh, we'll get into that because the woman who plays Petey is an enormously successful TV actress. Oh. Um, in her own way. Uh, some would say that she's rich, but not necessarily um, successful. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so not just, spirit. Yes, yes. <laughs> just so you know, um, did you guys realize that this is a follow-up to an older TV special? Ooh. Yes. You did? Um, I only know this because I researched it when she sent us the link, Jonathan. But go go ahead. Did you, dip, did you dip into that other one, the earlier special? I read about it and how it had some live action moments in it. This yeah. one has some live action ish moments, but yeah, so it's really just one. The original includes, I think, some of the kids who you hear in this second special. But like the first ten to twelve minutes are pure live action, and it's re- it looks a lot older than it looks like it was made in like the seventies, not the eighties. And the animation style is completely different. The characters 
kind of look like what we see in this thing that we watch today, but they're oddly more realistic and they're not nearly as appealing. Did you get that sense, Alex? Interesting. I didn't get to see any of the animation from it or even like the live action. I just read about it. They get now, sucked. They get sucked into like an old school Atari video game console, and somehow that takes them to like cartoon Bible what? times. And they actually learn all about little Davy the raccoon, who in this special is played by Frankie Fucking Valley. Um, the original special is all about him, and it's just an adaptation of the David and Goliath story. Um, but one of the one of the characters in the Whoa. trio of children is Jewish, and I think that they cut that kid. And for the purposes of this special, they just retained this, the siblings, and then they brought in uh, Osborne. Because Osborne is in the original special as well. He's like this shitty, little mean-spirited fuck. Um, but I'm pretty sure they got him to do the voice of Osborne in this as well. Um, Look, looking at the animation now, because I brought it up, it is jarringly different. The first one really is. is much more realistic. I would almost say more of its time because it was like what is it, 86 84 it almost looks like it could be like it makes me uh, think of Rainbow Thundercats Bright. or yes Rainbow Bright is a better comparison which was like Rainbow Bright was stylized but at the same time it was oddly like they were going for a sense of realism and canniness that was weird um, so yeah this is supposed to be the follow up to it and I think they were like desperately trying to figure out if this was going to be a thing um, and I don't think it ever wound up being a thing <laughs> Yeah. They showed it on ABC, which is interesting, and even, I think, they showed it on television, and just so everyone else knows, you can still get this on DVD for, like, five bucks, because God Winks Ministry, um... Excuse me? <laughs> you can, right now, it's zero dollars, ladies and gentlemen. All you have to do is pay shipping handling, which is four ninety nine. As part of our ministry here at God Winks... We want to bring you an award-winning video. This won an award? Uh, teaching kids... Oh, geez, award. Yeah. <laughs> uh, teaching kids the meaning of the Ten Commandments through music and animation. We are giving this away for free. All you pay shipping and handling. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you're not really giving it away for free. You would pay um, for the shipping and handling if you really gave a shit. Yeah. Square Rushnell, the father of ABC Schoolhouse <laughs> Rock, says... Our ministry goal is to give the Kingdom Chums original top 10 video to as many kids as possible, nurturing the values that guide them to joyful, fulfilling lives. Why don't you try and, like, get some money together and produce a new version of Kingdom Chums if you're, like, that obsessed with it? Um, please don't. Please, please I mean, so, please don't. But why are you relying on this ancient 80s special mm -hmm. to, like, spread the word? Starring, like, some of the most inexplicable musical artists. Yeah. I've I ever believe, encountered. Because I, I noticed a lot of, in the opening credits. I don't know how I didn't notice um, who's playing Petey, because that is a shocker. Yeah, so Petey is played by uh, Mayim Bialik, who yeah. is one of the women on The Big Bang Theory. She's the woman with well, the glasses. She's, she's Blossom. Oh, she's no Blossom way. too? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's Blossom. She's also a big fan of uh, Apartheid Israel and Genocide, so cool. <sighs> that sounds about right. Um... But yeah, like a million years ago, they got her to play Petey, a boy character in this random TV special. Um, the, the woman who plays Annie, the little girl in this, that's Marnette Patterson. And she's all, she's kind of all over the place. She has 66 credits on IMDb, but one of them is American Sniper. 
I think, she, I think she has like a fair part in American Sniper. And then the guy who plays Osborne, whose name I didn't write down, he has 260 credits on IMDb. And they're almost all voiceover stuff. But he's done like the Young Justice TV show. Like he plays Robin on the very currently running Young Justice TV show. Um, so he's been working like a fucking voiceover boss for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, and it all started here. <laughs> Where he plays Osborne, not uh, Harry Osborne, <laughs> M- must must be said. So bizarre. Um, but yeah, the musical artists, uh, as we were going to say. Uh, so Marilyn McCoo, who I'm not familiar with, but Debbie Boone, Frankie Valli, Billy Preston, and then Tony Orlando. Yeah. And they all play the Kingdom Chums. Um, so Tony Orlando is Christopher the Line of Love. Uh, Billy Preston is Marvelous Mose. The Kingdom Chum of Joy. I don't know why his name is Mose. Are we doing Moses? Are we doing like a play on Moses? I don't get it. Hey, um, can I just say, um, you think? sorry, just to jump back to uh, uh, Marnette Patterson for a second. Um, uh, she did uh, Kingdom Chums as the little sister, a uh, writer doing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Awesome. Oh, that's a well. fun little mix. Yeah, her agent was like, look, she's a little kid. We just got to put her in anything that we can. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Now let's sing about the Ten Commandments. Ay, ay, ay. Alex has sent us a link to the story behind the Kingdom Chums. This is uh, from the mouth of the guy who made it and his now wife, who I don't think was a part of me. <laughs> oh, so this was like a goes into details. Oh, it was a book series. Yeah. Oh, so they really tried any and every platform for this thing. There was a lot of weird. So when I was rev- like researching Kingdom Chums, there apparently there were a few other stabs at this, like bringing the Bible into like the context of a kids' cartoon. There was one that I can't remember the name of it, but it was essentially they hired a Japanese anime company to make a Japanese anime Bible story, and it was just as weird as you might imagine. I think I know what you're talking about. There was a robot that yep. got who was a toy that was then like grown like blown up, but he still had to like be wound and they went on crazy adventures and it wasn't as as much as Kingdom Chums as wildly departs from or as I would say different from the Bible. This other show I think well, takes much more liberty. It's not that you have to follow the Bible. It's not about that. It's more like the themes, but I, I know exactly what show you're talking about because the droid was very annoying and it was basically a a red R2 D2 that you're right, it had a clockwork wind up key. And I remember, like, a lot of yelling. Like, there was a lot of, like, yelling. The robot was always yelling. Um, But, so this website that you sent us, Mm -hmm. if you scroll down, at a certain point, this is no longer about the Kingdom Chums. Listen to this. It says, here are just some of Barton's statistics that show the urgency of bringing prayer back into our lives. And then he, he divides it up into, like, A, B, and C. So A is young people, B is the family, C is the nation. And under young people, it says, for 15 years before 1963, what are we talking about? Pregnancies among girls ages 15 through 19 years had been no more than 15 per thousand. After 1963, pregnancies increased 187% in the next 15 years. When was this website made? (laughs) <laughs> For younger girls ages 10 to 14 years, pregnancies since 1963 are up 
550... This is not cited, by the way. No citations. 553% increase since 1963. I... I... Why is 1963, like, the year it went down Exactly. What happened in 1963? Oh, okay, so it says, A book by David Barton entitled America, To Pray or Not to Pray, provides over 100 pages of graphs and statistical analysis, none of it cited, I'm sure, proving that crime, venereal disease, premarital sex, illiteracy, suicide, drug use, public corruption, and social ills, I, I think we get it, I, yeah, social ills, begin, began a dramatic increase after the Engel versus Vitale Supreme Court decision was made in 1962, which banned school prayer. So he's using 1963, the year after, as like the tipping point. Hey, you know what? 1963 was a billion fucking years ago. (laughs) Shut the fuck up and get the fuck over it. 1963. This is nuts. So, yeah, this website's crazy. And it was clearly made like 10 years ago, but never mind. So, I was going to say, the reason I brought up the other show that was like, I want to say it was even early in the 80s, like 83, when that other show was made with an annoying robot. Uh-huh. Unlike Kingdom Chums, that has never been rebooted, but it's still for sale. They rebooted that other show, like, three times. Like, they did one recently, like, in the 2000s, where it was much better animation um, and just kind of kept the spirit. And I think it was rebooted recently, like, in the last five years. The name of the which book, is by weird. the way, it, the name of the uh, series is Superbook. Super Bowl. Also, also known as Animated Parent and Child Theater. <laughs> okay. Seems like a bit of a rough translation into English, but okay, if that's what it's officially known as in English. But yeah, it's, it was known as Superbook, and it has a whole Wikipedia page if you want to go to that. Um, wow. So there's, in terms of like a narrative, because clearly we're not going to summarize Kingdom Chums. No. Original top 10. Because there, there is no narrative. What, what this no. is, it's essentially, it's 48 minutes, which seems, that seems a little long <laughs> for, um, for what we're doing. I think you doing. mean 56 minutes. Oh, I apologize. I, there is a 48 minute version on YouTube. I, I, have the, I have a version from YouTube as well, and I have 56 minutes here. What? Is the difference? I have to ask. Did you watch an extended cut? <laughs> I, that's what I'm wondering. Did you get extra songs <laughs> uh, about commandments I don't know about? I mean, there are more than ten commandments, so it's possible. Let me ask you this: In that rip, are there like previews before the video starts? Um, I'm looking. I don't think so. How could and, and I, how wait, could that did, be? I, I, did I so? Let me. I'm gonna pull up the one that you sent me and just make sure that. I think I would have sent the 48-minute version. I would assume. Because that's the only one I've ever interacted with. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. No, yeah, the one you sent is 56 minutes. Oh, well, I don't know what I did then, because... Oh, it starts replaying at the end. It's 48 minutes, and then it starts replaying. Okay. Well, that's insane. Yeah. (laughs) Would they think they were getting getting around copyright? (laughs) Probably. I'll play it. I'll play it like flipped, like it's in a mirror. I'll, I'll do that old YouTube trick, or I'll do that thing where have you ever seen a YouTube video that like it's showing you a movie in full? Like watch this whole oh, movie, yeah. but it's on a TV in a fake room, like in oh, like yeah. A, oh yeah. yeah, or it's like in a corner and then there's like a waterfall behind it. Yeah, or, yeah. But then, there's, there's all kinds of shenanigans people pull. But then even the TV image is like zoomed in. Like, you're not even really getting, like, the clear, actual image that you would want. So what's the point? 
it's. I think that's the only way we could have watched some episodes of television for the show, right? Oh yeah, that's how we were watch um, Sequest. Yeah, Sequest. You couldn't get it any other way. You had to watch it well, like on a fake TV on a f- in a fake room. I mean, it wasn't as I've seen some that were worse, but it's still like anytime I have to see it like in the corner of a screen and I have to see anything else, I'm like, fuck that shit. Um. Oh, so, uh, by the way, the, the Frankie Valley plays little David, the Kingdom Chum of Courage. That's the raccoon. Uh, Debbie Boone is Essie, Essie, the Kingdom Chum of Loyalty. And then Marilyn McCoo is little Miriam, the Yes You Can Chum, because apparently they just ran out of ideas. Um, and it really is. It's just it's just about Annie, Petey, and Osborne at the beginning of the special. For whatever reason, Alex, you mentioned this. They're in a live action like still photo of a diner. But everyone is a cartoon character. It is so upsetting. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get like it. it. I don't get it. What, what is it? What is so, like, creepy about it to you, Brad? I, I, it's just... It's... It's bad Roger Rabbit is what it is. Yeah, it's... Because I... I generally, I, I, I'm more okay um, with my issues with animation um, seeing, like, a, a live video with an animated figure in it. That's generally better for me. But this, the way it's so stilted and sometimes the, 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 the image moves slightly, I don't like it because it is clearly such a still image. It's, it's not good. Mo- it's more in line with like a cool world than a Roger Rabbit in yeah. terms of and the, uh, French the two fries, coming together. Oh, I was, about to say, I was about to say, I was about to say. Nightmares. Yeah, I, I kept thinking to myself just while you were talking, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Are the French fries animated or are they live action? The thing live. is, when they pick them up, they become animated French fries, yeah. and I don't Super like weird. that. I don't they start like that. with a they start with a um a photo of blurry French fries. <laughs> a big and they bowl? pick them up and they turn into cartoons. When was yeah, the last time you were very... served a bowl of French fries? <laughs> Yum! A big bowl of French fries. It really makes the whole thing more alarming because these kids have like a Midas touch of like cartoons, so they can touch anything that's real and suddenly turn it into a cartoon, which. In some movies, that's where it turns into a horror film, but not Kingdom Chums. <laughs> you know those movies where like animated children come into your world and they will turn, turn your three D world into, into a two D cartoon world. world. <laughs> um, so to the love life. Petey is really annoying because he's always well. He stops saying it after a while, which is a blessing. But he does say unbelievable about I'd say sixteen times within four minutes. It is. So painful. I would say it it's unbelievable. It <laughs> um, and the thing about yes, did we talk? Did we talk about how, like, why you brought this movie to Ramjack? Yeah, oh, it's not a movie. This. It's not a movie. And I will address that now because in my notes I did write this was a mistake um, because it's not very narrative. But I was always obsessed with. I've been obsessed. I never saw this as a kid. But I think at one point, I must have been following some blog that just kind of was like a a catalog of weird stuff. Just like weird things from the 80s, all kinds of just random things. Like, uh, and I think they they posted the song about adultery on its own. Because there's, I think, a clip of just that song that you can watch. And I became very morbidly curious, and I watched the whole fucking thing. And... I've always been interested in getting, I guess, your guys' take on this, but watching it again today at work, uh, during my break, not during, not on company time, though, although I did it on a company computer, so I could, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I can't get in trouble, I'll just tell them I'm Christian. How dare you? I was watching <laughs> this for my children. 
Who need to I'll learn have about you know, the since 1963. Yeah, 6,000% increase in, uh, I don't know, eating disorders. I'm making things up. <laughs> I've been around and I can tell you. Um, so in hindsight, this isn't necessarily like, no, I mean, this is bad, but it's very much in keeping with, I mean, some people make Marvel videos about people's left arms and some people uh, want to talk about kingdom chums. Are they better? Are they worse? <laughs> are I, I some mean, monsters or some than, not you're monsters? Than, you're better than Easter egg guy. I will give you that. I, I also, will not go back in time to destroy you. I also finished a meal that had a hair in it once. So I don't know. Sometimes I think that I'm I'm this shy of becoming a monster. You said I wasn't a monster back then. When I when I submitted that story, you said I wasn't a monster. I, I, you're not a monster. It's you just lightly, I'm recoiling from it still. You lightly chastised me and you said, you sh- uh, Jonathan, you should have ordered a new meal. And in hindsight, of course you're right. Let's say that my reaction to that is the same just knee-jerk reaction that I have. Like the same one you said you had when you were listening to the episode of Ramjack where Brad started to talk about the guy who's assigned him in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And how we were talking about all the things that happened. You were like, all right, that's fine. That's fine. But when, he's, when he went to shake Brad's hand, you kicked back from like put your hands... Your head and your hands, where it's like, oh god. Well, yeah. With with that story, I was like, okay. With the books, uh, sure, oddball. Like that's odd. Yeah. And then the second thing was, what was the second thing leading oh, the up laughing. to the, the laughing? laughing. I, d- I the definitely laughing. don't like an obnoxious big laugher. Um, so that I was like, yeah, that we're getting, we're definitely leading up to the big reveal though. <laughs> and then we got the big reveal, and I was like, I put my head in my hands, and I, I didn't feel well. Um, just don't don't do that to people, and don't ask to shake their hands. Are you out of your mind? Are you from another planet? Are you a scroll? <laughs> Are you pretending to be a human being on this planet? Um, but getting back to the Kingdom Chums, uh, the whole thing about this opening in the diner—we never get any other live-action backdrops, and I'm sure that's a good thing for Brad. But they're in this—they're they're at the table, and Petey is like going through all of the different records, and he's—he's he's like got a beautiful mind for billboard information like he knows everything about like the billboard charts and i just want to 40s yeah and i want to tap him on the shoulder go you know that's not a personality right like sure it is you're hanging out you're hanging out with your sister and you're at a diner eating from a bowl of fries and you're talking about bands from like the 50s like you're not a cool kid (laughs) well definitely not a cool kid no probably a churchy it's nice Um, that you have an interest in something but like maybe maybe back off a little bit. What's real kooky about this, too, is that, um, like, clearly the concept is here, oh, kids are really into music. Kids think, um, records are really cool in 1989. In 1989. Uh, You know how kids collect vinyl in 1989? (laughs) And maybe maybe some of them still were, but... But all these songs he's naming off are these, like, fake, because obviously they're not going to name real songs. Oh, no. Like, these fake, like, 50s, like, uh, like early rock doo-wop songs. Oh, like, yeah, I think I think one of the first things he says is, oh, that song was by the Hairsprays. And it's like, all right, that's no. fake. But also, why couldn't they have just referenced real songs? Yeah. Oh, they, they get a couple of Elvis references in there. And that's how you know we're in 1989. Because in 1989, it, Elvis was acceptable. Like, that's when you go like, hey, hey, guys, we're not those... We're not like those weird Christians. We're the cool ones. We think Elvis is okay. Elvis was acceptable to middle-class America white audiences um, by the late 80s. And yeah. he was compl- that's why it was on Full House. Like, Elvis was cool because old dudes were like, 
that had like had Elvis around and been embarrassed about it were now like okay being out of the closet about liking Elvis. Yeah, Elvis went from like a source of panic, like it, like he inspired panic, but then he almost immediately became like a pastiche of himself within an instant. And he was just a cartoon, like he was just, you know, and he was just iconography on dishes. So yeah, I mean, to this day, I would say that what I, he I was in 1989. The 80s is when that happened. Yeah, because it was yeah, a I while. Agree. It was, like it was the, the period after he died and cooled off, and then all those people that had been in Elvis as kids. Like they were now, they were now the adults, and they knew, the, and they were fine with Elvis. And Elvis was the acceptable version of of um, rebellious, right? And I think that's also when people started cashing in on him by putting him on plates, by putting him on like literally whatever the fuck you could sell. But I, they don't even reference real Elvis lyrics. They just do the hound dog melody, and Petey says something like. I love nothing but a French fry. Well, he does that, but the then they say they say an Elvis song at some point. Like it's one oh, of the only do. real songs they actually. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Well, then now. that's that's just silly. Yeah, it was and very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got these two kids, and for whatever reason, the sister is indulging her brother in this stupid nonsense. And then we have Osborne, who is like maybe a murderer. <laughs> Might has enough anger in him that he could potentially like murder somebody in a back alley at the age of, like, 12. (laughs) Osborne's... I get that we're in, like, cartoon land, but of all the children, Osborne, I think, is the most cartoonish. True. I don't understand where his anger comes from, but they all get sucked into... Oh, my God. Like, Osborne... The little girl, I think, is like, but what about the original top ten? Okay. Which... There's not much to talk about, so I wanted to go in depth on all this premise. Osborne yep. has come to the diner and he's showing <laughs> off that he is he's taken a record from the record library and uh, it's a rare lo- it's a rare record it's it's yeah. like this mm-hmm. very rare out of print record that the library just lets you I I bet they didn't even let you check it out I bet you have to like listen nope. to it at the library uh, but he's he's stolen it and they're like oh yeah you think that's cool well, what about the original top 10 well, they say, like, you broke one of the original top ten or oh. something like that. And he's like, what do you mean? The original top ten? I gotta get my hands on it. I bet those records are worth a mint. He's such an idiot. <laughs> like, he, he immediately <laughs> assumes that they're talking. Do they ever even say commandments in this whole thing? No, no. I don't it, think so. It takes them, like, 25 minutes to say God. The premise that, like, we're, like... I think he should be pissed off immediately when he finds out, wait, I thought we were looking for albums. What are you folks talking about? It's fucking original top ten. Like, what? What well, is they get, this? They get sucked. Don't they get albums? Like, gold? Yeah. They do. So, black like, albums is like... Just like, just, like, just to lay it out, they get sucked into the fucking jukebox or whatever by a rainbow, and they start this contest where it's between Petey and Osborne. For whatever reason, Annie, the little girl, is not allowed to compete. She has to be, like, the scorekeeper. Jonathan. Yeah, they need a scorekeeper. Oh, you, don't want, you don't want women um, being involved with the commandments. But you do oh, want women, not like, for them. organizing the event that men take actual part Look, in. Women aren't capable of Look, understanding Jonathan, the commandments I know, I know. Jonathan, have you ever read the Bible? <laughs> be honest with us. The Superbook? I haven't read the Superbook. I haven't sat down with it's- it. Old Testament super book all about dudes. Oh. I don't care about women. Yeah. Ever since Eve did that stuff in the garden. We don't need to go to Bible school right now, but just uh, trust me. I'll, talk, I'll give you some literature later. 
But the contest comes down to, okay, Peter and Osborne, the first one to understand the lesson that we're trying to impart through all of these songs throughout the entire special, if you can crystallize what commandment we're trying to talk about, you get like a gold record that represents that commandment. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's this weird game that yeah. they're playing. That and, just and also, they're so immediately throwing Petey under the bus. Because um, they're like, well, he's got an unfair advantage because he already knows them. Oh, but you may know them, but you may not know them in your heart. So that doesn't yeah. necessarily give you an advantage. Petey's kind of like a smug, like, intellectual Christian, but he's not really practicing what he preaches. And that's the lesson that he... Annie apparently is perfect. Annie doesn't need to learn anything. <laughs> Uh, well, there's, but there's also like one time where Petey gets it, and then like fucking Osborne also gets, it, and they're like, no, Osborne gets it because because he, he learned his lesson. Yeah, um, it's the one about stealing what? because I think I think Frankie Valley Raccoon is like, hey, Osborne, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do what's right, and Osborne reveals that he's been lying about something. I'm not going to go into it, and that's when Frankie Valley Raccoon is like, oh, great, you're actually practicing this original top 10. We're not allowed to say commandment for some reason. So here's the record. And Petey's like, that's fucking bullshit. I, I crystallized the lesson of your stupid song about stealing that I did that. <laughs> and Frankie Valley <laughs> raccoon is like, well, tough titties like suck a dick. <laughs> Maybe you could try a little harder in the next round. Uh, so, okay. What, these what songs, the, these songs, Wait, before these songs, uh-huh. <laughs> when they announce, like, the the number. Oh, yeah. That is so weird. When you hear, I think it's always supposed to be Christopher the Lion, but he's always going, uh, number seven. I don't like it. Uh, the, they're no. naming, eight, like, you're, you're right. Each, each song and commandment also comes with a creepy person going, number eight. You know what? I'm just getting it now. I think he's trying to do like Casey Kasem. Oh, uh, goodness. But it does not play that way because it's so creepy and extra drawn out. What, I was about to say because Casey Kasem wouldn't stretch it out that long. No, no. He'd be like, and coming up at number six. But this yeah. guy's doing number six. Do you think they tried to get Casey Kasem? I bet they did. Oh, oh of course. Probably. Um, but they didn't. Uh, th- it it somehow seems like there's too many characters and not enough characters because when the chums start repeating their appearances, yeah. like when Christopher came back, I was like, wait, are we just done introducing fucking chum chums? Like, is there, have we met all of the chum chums? There's five of them. How are you going to brand this? You need like 14 of them at least. Come on, we got to put these things on fucking greeting cards, idiots. <laughs> Another thing I have a problem with is none of these kids have ear holes. Well, yeah. they can't help that. Just put, I just put a line, put something. I, I just don't like seeing just like a big, like half circle on the side of their head. I just, and also this whole thing about, like beyond the use of music as a way to like appeal to kids, which is, it's clunky and dumb and it would never have worked on any intelligent child. Um, I don't, also don't really get the idea behind putting this in a fantasy world, like a sort of Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland type world. Like, I don't know, when you're divorcing it this much from the original source material and what, why are you, if you're so concerned with getting the message across, why are you shellacking it with like 17 different things and distracting? Like you're, by doing that, you're just distracting from what you're trying to do. Like, again, they don't say the word God for like 20 minutes. 
And like, that's the whole point. Are you afraid of turning people off? Like, that's that. The Listen, point is that get these, maybe the adults these watching it. We you definitely want to get. In. Yeah, you want to get to the music. song about adultery, and then the parents well, will be like, "Wait, what?" So weird. Here's the thing, and about, then you're like, "Oh God, okay." The oh Trixies. God, okay. It's all Trixies. It's all. I'm Trixies. not allowed to say God out loud if I'm like angry. Fine, fair, not fair. <laughs> I mean, um, also, you think kids would just realize that the Ten Commandments are bullshit? Because most oh, of them true. are just terrible. Like, well, and you also wow. realize by the end of this that they're also repetitive. Like, they're covering ground. Like, there's the idol commandment, and then there's the do not honor any god but me commandment. Yes. And it's like, that's I, that's just identical. Like, we can't somehow, like, put that together into one commandment. Uh, again, in the 56-minute version, you get three extra commandment songs. So we also, should say that. Um, so, first song, uh, we're, we're learning about not coveting. Yes. Um, which is one of the dumber commands. I mean, they're all pretty fucking stupid, but that's one of the s- worst commandments. Fuck that shit. Um, that's why it's number 10. It's at the bottom. Yeah, but at one point, they have a little cartoon of some people, and they're doing, like, the uh, grass is always green on the other side. But, like, mm-hmm. literally, one of them has grass that is greener on the other side. <laughs> and the grass looks dead. It's hilarious because these little, like, <laughs> these little squashy, homunculus golem people... Are, are separated by a fence and the jealous little homunculus jumps over the fence and you find out that the green grass is actually like swampland like soggy swampland and then later like Petey is shown like coveting a car like a Cadillac but then the engine explodes so what's yeah. the point? And then like Don't Osborne's looking at a computer and that explodes too like ah uh, ah uh, all of the things that you want are not actually nice they'll just break it's what? Uh, again, like in the Bible, there's a multiple versions of the Ten Commandments, and they are wildly different. Um, but this is one of the standards, and it is stupid. Well, and they're also saying like you shouldn't want to take things from people, and you shouldn't want them to not have what they have. And I'm like, no kid thinks to themselves, no kid thinks to himself, I ho- I wish that they didn't have that. Like what they want is they want their own thing. Like, they don't want to take from their friend. They don't think to themselves, like, God, I can't believe that fucking Alex has a Super Nintendo. Alex shouldn't have a Super Nintendo. I should have a Super Nintendo. Ah, stupid Alex. I wish he didn't have his Super Nintendo. Like, no kid is thinking that. (laughs) I have never had a Super Nintendo, sadly. I have have the... uh, Thank you. I have the SNES Classic in our home. Nice. It's My my sister has one. Uh, We haven't played it in months, but it is quite fun when you want to play it. Um, it's got some bad games on it, though. Some of them are like, what? <laughs> Why is this random-ass yeah, stupid Kirby game the on The Firefox 2 game? Like, Not how can good. you even play Firefox 2? Firefox... Or Star Fox. Star Fox. Firefox is a <laughs> internet browser. Web um, browser, you're correct. Sorry. Star Fox is inexplicable, and no one can play that game. I'm convinced that no one has beaten that game. It, Brad, you would have an aneurysm. Oh, yeah. Never sure. watch Star Fox in any capacity ever. <laughs> um, the original, I, I've got the uh, uh, original NES classic, and like m- some of the games on there are just—I don't even know what we're talking about. So that was—I don't know what the name of that song is, by the way. I was trying to write down what I thought the titles were, and that coveting song is either called "The Grass Looks Greener" or "Be Glad for What You Got." I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> also, we can't skip really over the fact that way. following the love light is actually really catchy and it's insidious. Like yeah. with some of these, I'm like, God, these are like genuine. Like you could tell Frankie Valley like probably worked on these to some extent. 
Because some but, of them are genuinely catchy. But Fall in Love Light just kept me, making me think of uh, the Neil Diamond song, uh, Heartlight. <laughs> oh, how does that go? <laughs> um, I don't know if that's... Turn I just... on your heart lights! <laughs> the one from E.T.? Really? Oh, it's the one like inspired by E.T., yeah. right? Yeah. I just watched him in The Jazz Singer. Ooh. Yeah, that's a crazy movie that ends with him singing We're Coming to America to like a, an enormous crowd. Nice. And Lawrence Olivier, Lawrence Olivier plays his, like, Jewish rabbi father. <laughs> and it's crazy oh. offensive. Um, then there's the song L-I-E-S, which is, of course, that about That might be yes. the best lies. song. By far. L-I-E-S, L-I-E-S, spills yes. lies. Lies. Um, and that's the one where I think Osborne has to admit that he, he has stolen... He has stolen a doorknob off a magic yes. door... <laughs> <laughs> and when they go over to the door, he's like, hey, we can't go through that door. Ain't no doorknob. And Petey's like, I guess Osborne's right. Thanks, Osborne. And Osborne's like, oh, my conscience. The magic doorknob. <laughs> Shit. So fucking insane. And then Frankie Valley Raccoon comes through the door anyway. And he's like, hey, guys, what's up? And he approaches Osborne in a way that's very intimidating. He's sort of like, hey, he gets really close. And Osborne's like, oh, get away from me, Raccoon. Nah. No thanks. And then, and then he's like, you know, it's, it takes a lot of courage to admit the <laughs> truth, Osborne. Number seven. <laughs> it just if sounds just like wanna, edging. Just, if you just want to, if you just want to admit that you stole the doorknob off the door, uh, <laughs> we can all move on, Osborne. It just takes a lot of courage. You sure would be a, a big tough guy if you just told us about that doorknob that's sticking out of your back pocket. All right. Okay. <laughs> that is the doorknob from the magic door. Jeez, fuck. And then he wins that record because he had the courage to, like, because is, yeah, little David is the kingdom chum of courage. Gotcha. Great. Um, Stop Before You Steal is not nearly as good as L-I-E-S. That one was a little annoying to me. Stop, stop Before stop, You Steal. Stop Before yeah. You Steal. Yeah, that's when I kind of tuned out a little bit. I Oh, you don't say. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't pay attention to that one, despite when you, trying. When you realized that this that this cycle, uh, this narrative cycle was just going to keep continuing. Uh, There's never a break. There are no, like, book scenes oh, in this musical. In, in the live segment, there is a real weird part where they're, they're showing a little cartoon of, like, um, a kid who's lied about cleaning up his room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and the, <laughs> there's a line from the mother that's like, um, I, I, God, what was it? It's like, it's like, it's something like, why bother? Like, why bother even talking to you, child? Because <laughs> all you do is lie. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, and what's, dark. what's kind of fascinating is that this show features three human white kid characters, but then in the songs, we cut to a lot of, like, people of color and I think like the kid who's trying to clean his room is like Asian and then I think the the girl like the teenage girl they show in the lies song who's like gossiping about her friend oh, yeah. like she's black and like she's lying about another black girl and I, I was sort of fascinated by that I was like so why can't well, so why are the three main characters white but then everybody on the periphery gets to be a person of color like that's a very like calculated thing to me um, I've been yeah. I've been listening and researching too many musicals. I'm like I, I've got my like hackles up in regards to like how people use people of color and their shit. And more often than not, it's just very calculating. <laughs> like, and we'll put an Asian person right here. <laughs> See, aren't we good? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've really done the work, but th- thank you for trying, quote unquote. 
Um, yeah, the stop before you steal number is weird. At one point in this giant toy room that they're in, there's a Frankenstein. Yeah. Just a big Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. An impossibly big Frankenstein. One the size of Godzilla, one might say. (laughs) You know how you go to the toy store and you think, God, I really want to see that gigantic Frankenstein. I think I have a fetish for the giant Frankenstein. (laughs) That's not how you went to Toys R Us? (laughs) It was a little different. A little. Be loyal, again, it is so, it's so fucking catchy, but the, the message here and the imagery on display... I wrote down certifiably bonkers, so ill advised, and catchy as fuck. But I uh, I love like 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 how we're trying to get into this because clearly yeah. I clearly first day of writing this script, um, like you sitting there like um oh fuck how are we gonna do the adultery one? <laughs> and they they start off with this whole thing about like Osborne running ahead and like leaving the other two behind, not being loyal to his friends. Well, yeah, because he promised to sort of help them when they were in need, and then when when they're about to fall to their death down a fucking chasm, he literally is like, I don't care if you die. <laughs> He's like, bye-bye, I'd rather take care of myself. Bye-bye. That's a hell of a stretch to get to adultery. Yeah. It really is. And it's because, yeah, you can't actually have a like a, a written scene that feeds into that naturally. But they do use the word adultery, and they do use the language of don't cheat. Like, don't cheat yeah. on your spouse. Yeah. Like, divorce is not on the table. Yeah, if you again, choose to marry someone... Comment. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, the idea that if you choose to marry someone, that is forever, and no matter what, you can never step outside of that, and you can't can reconsider that arrangement. Um, Truth. One of the first images that we see during this is there is a a rabbit who is getting married to another rabbit. She's in a wedding gown. He's in a tux. And then this slut-ass rabbit shows up in like a nightie. This third rabbit in like a nightie. And she's like, what's up? Are you still in your wedding tuxedo? I don't care. Let's go. I want to fuck you right now. And he rebuffs her. Like, But I also think he rebuffs her after the bride is shown to be like, what are you doing? Are you fucking one of my bridesmaids? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he rebuffs her only after the bride is like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he I, clearly I was you. about to go. You were looking at her asshole and you were thinking about fucking him, weren't you? <laughs> I fucked a rabbit before. <laughs> the, some of the lyrics to this song, like when the lion comes in and says, "Their kisses may be sweet, oh. but it's not right to cheat." That's the that's the um, catchiest lyric because it's I love that it's their kisses might be sweet, but it's not right to cheat. Uh, it's be so, loyal. Yeah, be loyal. Oh, that's gonna be. And I also life. love that the other. The other, I guess the cat or whatever he's talking to, uh, the woman he's loyal to, perhaps? Nessie? I think, yeah, I think she's another lion, actually, but I don't, I'm not sure. A reoccurring line that she has in the song is, Temptation's always there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, who are you, Pete? I, I get who it, but you? I... But even God, they're able to admit, unlike the Dear Prudence letter writer we yeah, experienced exactly. earlier, even yeah. they are able to admit, look, you're going to be attracted to other people. That's... Yeah. Yeah. But if you're going to be married to someone, this is a more reasonable way to put it. If you're going to be married to someone in a monogamous relationship, you need to respect that. Not just like for the emotional standards, but just for health reasons, too. <laughs> you can't there, just go around like having sex with people and not telling your spouse. That's not oh, healthy. Yeah. But the, 
There's other lyrics that are troubling from a, the stance of a kid's song because at one point, and I know I, this about this song in particular more than the others because this one was obviously the one that stopped me in my tracks while I was watching mm-hmm. this. Um, I, I, the first time I watched this, I was doing work. Like I had to stay up late and get something ready for work. And I was listening to this in the background and I was like, all right. And some of the songs really were catchy. I was like, all right, cool. This one, I stopped all work and just watched. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I forgot adultery was part of the Ten Commandments. Um, but the lyric, the, the lyric that I think we might have written down, I want to know if this is the what you have written down. When the honey drips from candy coated lips, that's disgusting. <laughs> when that the is honey disgusting. drips, what are you talking? That is very that's not, disgusting. <laughs> that's not the one I'm thinking of. Oh, the one, I, the one I'm thinking of. Uh, something about wind strangers get too near you gotta make it loud and clear it's like you can't conflate like strangers in this sense with strangers like stranger danger for children i think like it's a different context but a tiny kid won't get that context yeah strangers this is we're talking about like adult dynamics right now yeah yeah like if you want to if if you want to do a whole special about like what it means to like be an adult and like get married and all this other like what you're talking about is you're also having like a sex talk but like that's a whole other thing yeah like you you've fallen into quicksand and this song barely knows how to get out of it so that it can move on to the next song um the song after that is all god's children and i'm pretty sure this is the first time we hear the word god because i don't even remember what the commandment is though is this the kill uh, yeah, because they they muddle this one too a lot. Yeah, yeah I shall do. not commit murder is the. Well, the next they also talk about how all six. life is precious. Ugh. Like life is precious, so we're slowly gonna get you indoctrinated in terms of like we're gonna tell you about abortion at a certain point, uh, but not in this. But it was real video. weird. Then Petey was like, "All life is sacred except Palestinians. They should be <laughs> slaughtered, Whoa. and we should and take their takes homes. a weird turn. It's and real then, crazy." Well, and then the Kingdom Chimes got together, and they weren't quite sure if they were going to censure Petey. It was, I don't know, it was a whole back and forth. Um, no, 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 no. Petey's, Petey's uh, for killing the Palestinians. Oh, so they're not gonna well, then him. they'll throw a parade for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah they'll, they'll, they'll give him all their money and have He's, a huge parade. Petey's bringing in the mega donors, <laughs> so Osborne, it'll be fun. Osborne was like, should we really kill all the Palestinians? And then they killed um, Osborne and, and put his head on a pike. It was crazy. <laughs> and then they sang All God's Children, except Osborne. Yes. <laughs> So, not too much to say about that. During the the Respect Your Mom and Dad song, that's... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Isn't this... Oh, yes. At, at the end of the, the uh, murder one, isn't this where <laughs> Osborne thinks he's killed? Yes. Petey? And then yes. he's like, no, I love you. I love you. And Petey's like, I'm sorry. Did you just say that you loved me? And Osborne immediately is like, uh, no homo. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck you, oh, Petey. I'm just, this is like when Osborne, he's like turned a corner. He's not as bad as he used to be over this 48 minute arc that we've given Osborne. Um, The Respect Your Mom and Dad song, though, I do think is also iffy and kind of dangerous because they're telling children, do whatever, whatever your mom and dad ask you to do, no matter what. Like, don't like they're literally saying, like, don't ask why. Don't don't ask don't questions. Don't ask why. Do whatever they say. And yeah, that's listen, not whatever they, they they probably mean the best for you, so it doesn't uh-huh. matter. <laughs> so that that's just so fucked up because 
you have to assume that there must have been at least one kid who watched this video who thought, I know that's not true. Yeah. Like, like my mom and or dad or what have you, like, I know for a fact that uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, th- they do not have my best interest at heart. They, they also yeah. say, uh, when your mom sends you to the store, wh- what? <laughs> this is 89. What are we talking about? Hey, go to the store. Mm, huh? Where, where do you? What world do you live in? Look in '89 and the. Were you? The, the were you in? Were you Bible going to the belt. store in '89? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> no, there was still some going to the store. By yourself? Yeah. When you were like like ten in Bemis, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> in I, Bemis, of course. That's yeah. different, maybe, though. Maybe right? it works well, a little bit more. Walking distance. Yeah. 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 It's a little different, but still, I don't. It's 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 we don't do it anymore, like as a society. No, but no. back then, like I I remember a lot of like going to like the the Bemis drugstore. Um, so fine in '89, we loved Elvis and we sent our children to the store. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you wouldn't do that now, though. No, 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 no. I I wouldn't send my like under ten year old to like the fucking Seven Eleven if it was like on the corner. For well, you'd be arrested like if your well, child's just yeah. wandering the streets now. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> that's also true. Um, we want to thank you, God. Is like the day of the Sabbath commandment. That's also muddled somehow because they're like, oh, yeah. you have to you have to use that day to thank God for like clowns and puppet yeah. shows. Pu- puppet shows. Thank you, yeah, God, you know, for puppet, puppet shows. shows. Thank you for thank you for this picnic that we are shown where people are like eating disgusting sloppy mashed potatoes. Thank you for puppet shows. Thank, thank you for, for the, the weird Muppets. circus. Appreciate it. Thank you for the weird circus where the lion's forcing the human to do tricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's a good circus uh, act. That's a pretty good circus act. Uh, that's a weird Planet of the Apes shit. I don't. I, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, know what's happening. Sort of Planet I, it, of the Lions. It like feels like maybe these kingdom chums and their animal pals are just enslaving humans. Then I don't know by what's going God, on. King the lion has a white mane, so. <laughs> so that's all I gotta say. Never <laughs> trust a white lion. Um, um, there's honor his name. There's idols. I didn't really write down anything for those two songs. The honor his name song. That that. Oh, okay. So that's the don't say God in vain because Osborne out of nowhere just starts saying like <laughs> he's just like oh my God, give me a break. <laughs> He just keeps saying, oh, my God, which causes, like, thunder and lightning to roll in. Yeah. God don't like that. Absolute worst commandment, I think. It's fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. It's, it's how it's where all parents get the bad language thing from. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the original. Like, no, 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 that's don't do that. That's bad language. So and that's been ex- like that's been extended to be like, no, don't say crap and don't say all these other curse words. Really, it's really insane when parents say, don't say crap, okay? Well, that the actual context of the original commandment Uh-oh. always bothered me when I was in, like, when I was a Jizo. When you were a five And it and never two. made sense when people, because everyone presented it as, don't use vulgarity, like, don't use expletives or whatever, but that's not what it means. No, that's, of course, The context it of it, even when you take it at face value, is don't call out to God for no real reason. Like, if you want to summon your deity or call out upon it, don't waste its fucking time because it's like a god. <laughs> it's essentially yeah. the gist of it. How that got like co-opted into don't swear or whatever is bullshit. Well, because, like it like, just doesn't make any sense. A, a great majority of of dirty bad words are all like 
variations or replacement on God. Yeah, well, God damn, I guess is what, yeah. which is condemning something. Through God, you're you're saying God yeah. do something for me. May may God damn you or yes. Yeah. But be careful, because God is the creator of the universe, and why is it wasting its time on you, and why would you call it? Also, God would probably should destroy you, too. You called me for this? Motherfucker, I said don't do this. If you don't, don't want to do call this. on God in vain, why don't you stop thanking him for puppet shows? Well, that's different. We, we have to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. We don't have to tell God we're keeping it holy. This is the only one that's like, don't call God out. Dear God, God, thank you thing. for the Muppet show. <laughs> Look, the Muppet, we all enjoy the Muppet show. Stop calling me. So you can talk all about the, the Muppet show. Are incredibly passive and are really just one way. Like, do this, do this. This is the one that's like, don't at me. God's like, here's the commandments, <laughs> don't at me. And this is the third commandment. It's the ult- it's me. the ultimate don't at me. <laughs> don't have any other gods before me. Do not have any other gods before me. And motherfuckers, don't at me. Also, Sabbath, murder, adultery, so, you know what's up. It's it's the idol song and don't put any gods before him song. Those are identical messages. Like, yes, we get it. Don't worship other things. And and Petey, ugh, that, that idol sequence is so weird because they go to, like, this hellscape that's inhabited by gigantic fucking statues of fake rock stars that kind of look like Mick Jagger. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and Petey's like, oh, my God, it's Rattlesnake and the Snizzlers. I love the Snizzlers. They're my idols. And Osborne and and really, the don't little... say Snizzlers. That's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> when the honey trips from little Snizzlers. <laughs> oh, language. Oh, inappropriate. This neighborhood is fucking getting overrun by Snizzlers. <laughs> um, I don't think Brad should go to the gro- uh, the drugstore today. I don't it's think you should. I don't getting think too you crazy out there. Um, but I love how Osborne and the little girl are like, oh no, Petey's in trouble. He's gone down the rabbit hole of music idol tree. Okay. And Osborne even says, God, dude loves his music, I guess. And it's like, Osborne, you love music. <laughs> you, you more than anyone should know what the fuck is going on here. Why are you so confused? Yeah, you stole a record from a library. <laughs> yeah, but um, he's not a nerd like Petey memorizing <laughs> the charts. True. I think we are supposed to believe that they are essentially on the same level in terms of, like, psychotic, beautiful mind knowledge. I don't know. Petey's a real spaz. Well, he's unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. And remember, listeners, unbelievable. (laughs) 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 I like to call it early. Um, During the Don't Put Any Gods Before Him song, this lyric (laughs) really stuck out to me. I don't remember how the melody goes, but the lyric is, Don't make gods of movie stars, robot men, or rock guitars. I'm sorry, what? Go back to that second one. Robot What you talking about? You talking about Superbook? I'll have you believe... Worship me. <laughs> Look. Worship me, Will Data Robinson. Had, Data had a lot of good ideas on Star Trek Next Generation, is all I gotta say. But we oh, should have worshipped him. though? Mm. We can respect that's his, Antichrist. his idea. Christ and Antichrist. <laughs> exactly. Hello, I'm Data. Coincidence, Jonathan? May I put my mark on you? No, Data, you may not put your mark on me. I know what you're trying to do. He that's is fully the- functional for us, and that's all That's all we ask. Guys, and Johnny like, Five is alive. Johnny Five is alive. Also, can we get footage of Short Circuit set to the song I'm Alive from Xanadu? Of course. (laughs) I'm alive. alive. And the world calls for me today. (laughs) 
<laughs> just Johnny Five? Butterfly. I hate that's those. The, I that's hated the reboot. Those. Oh, I hated no. those. Johnny Five was the most unsettling, like, bad character. <laughs> just bad character. Also, brown face. <laughs> I loved the movies as a kid, though, so much. I the second one had the bad Johnny Five, right? Who was like evil? Uh, Wasn't there a team of evil Johnny Fives that yeah. he had to like? Ooh. And he get and he get murdered by a gang. Oh, oh yeah. I don't like that stuff either. That's that why sad. that Chappie movie's supposed to be bad. But I really, I, I there's something in me like I don't want to see a robot that is supposed to be like really nice. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I, you're not going to convince me to like watch a scene where he's like basically murdered no. and like ripped apart no thank you robot robots are, are perfectly lovable like that they're like dogs you can't don't kill off a robot no. it's sad <laughs> oh thank you so that kill love one another because they're not humans apparently well apparently uh so that like that was the last commandment but then they do a fucking 12th song we have 10 commandment songs we have follow the love light and then at the end they do another fucking song called love one another which is apparently like the golden rule they're literally like if you can't remember the commandments just remember love one another like if you don't and they do another it. song for bring the best of the fist fruits of your soil to the house of the lord your god do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk do not cook a young goat <laughs> it fits <laughs> do not cook a young goat a lot of random commandments in the bible do not cook There's a, a lot young of weird goat stuff. those weren't part of the ten but those are definitely weird rules well they're they're, so, they're they're from a list of commandments in exodus oh have you, have you heard about the thing what was it so at one point <laughs> I, I know this only because it came up randomly i can't remember what it was but the whole there's a lot of the bible obviously uh kind of overwrites itself or tries to make it goes back and retcons whether or not we're able to eat certain types of meat so at one point guys like no dudes like (laughs) not it you can uh, because it's the old testament and it's just for dudes dudes only uh bros come around here you can eat pretty much anything that i've ever made because it's yours like, this is why the devil led a third of the heaven against me in a war, because he didn't agree with it. But it's all yours. Do what you want. And then later in the New Testament, they're like, hey, look, I know I said that, but motherfuckers, listen, you can't eat pigs. Just, it's wrong for you to eat pigs, and you can't do it. There's a few, shellfish, fuck off. Don't do it. Don't at me, and don't fucking do that. Everything else is kind of okay. There's some birds, maybe. Well, I don't but understand the- why God is on Twitter if he's so obsessed with not interacting with his fans. It's like, oh, you don't have to be on Twitter, shit. God. You just use Insta. Listen, but then later in the Bible, it says other stuff that's like, hey, that stuff I said about the shellfish, it's still, it still happens. So, like, it contradicts itself three different ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. But a lot of people who are, like, super Jesus are like, but no, look, the first thing God said was this, so it's okay. And you want to ask this person, well, God contradicts itself a lot through the Old and New Testament, and you pick and choose, the, I guess, that timeline. What's right? Is it wrong for you to eat your bacon? According to your Bible, it is. I think I think that. you should answer the question, should I eat this bacon with? Yes, you can. Go want eat the bacon. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention that the Yes, You Can chum has her own theme song, which is, yes, you can. <laughs> Barack Obama. Yes, you can. <laughs> Barack Obama was like, I uh, like these kingdom chums and I like what they're selling. <laughs> Especially the part about killing the Palestinians. Yes, you can. Go on and get... <laughs> Uh, but that's so, it. That's yeah, it. Ends. They become that's... best friends. They have 
None of them win, right? They both have five they records. They tie. They tie. They tie, but then, but then they let uh, they let Osborne win. They let Harry Osborne win because they're afraid he's going to become the Hobgoblin or whatever. Yeah. Peter. Peter, think of what we could do together. <laughs> I've been saying that we every time I see Willem Dafoe on screen, I'll just turn to Chris and go, Peter, think of what we could do together. Because <laughs> it's the best line from Spider-Man. Peter. Well, my favorite is when he's he in says, his Power Rangers back outfit. To formula? Oh yeah, it's Power Rangers. Back awesome. to formula. I think he also says Happy Thanksgiving in a really creepy way. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the second one, he gets to go, Avenge me! <laughs> <laughs> so Petey steals the other five records from the other kid, right? Or like shoves him and takes them, right? Because he has to complete his collection. He hasn't learned a damn thing. No, that's what Osborne would do, not Petey. Oh, Osborne. I'm sorry, not Petey. Petey wouldn't do that. That would be, funny be if Petey unbelievable. Did it. <laughs> How did we go from, like, this cast... How did we go from a cast of characters that included a Jewish kid who has, like, a yarmulke on his head in the original special? Why was that character cut? <laughs> what are we saying when we cut that? They're like, nah, too many kids. Let's get rid of the Jewish kid. <laughs> well, you heard it at the end, Jonathan. They said, look, fuck all these Ten Commandments. If you can't remember him, kid, that's cool. We made these songs. But really follow the golden rule, which is the New Testament, which is supposed to supersede everything else. Also, bacon's cool now. So yes, you can go and eat the bacon. Yes, you can. Yes, you can make it extra crispy. Yes, you can. Uh, that's it. It's out there. It's out there. You beat me to it. We all raced, raced to the finish line. It's out there. Ten. This is terrible. We did it, guys. Is it better than Rubik? Rubik. Rubik. He the also stretches out his name in a way that I don't like. I am Rubik. Stop it. There, I mean, the, the, there's some of the songs who have catchy tunes, so that alone, and I would say more catchy than the sum of everything else in this. I don't know. I. I but it, the Jizo message really makes yeah, things Yeah, there's the Jizo and the length. Um, it is. Yeah. It is oddly long, and I just don't think the structure holds up. No. It, it's not. I don't know. It is That's a something. Log. Yeah, and I can almost imagine people like pausing the video in between each song to like really further impart the lessons of the commandments. Like you could stretch that out to a two-hour runtime. <laughs> All right, now uh, let's now let's talk about the, the commandment. No, no, no. You are you are putting. What happening is you're going to your weird religious aunt's house, and she's got this video because she can put Hi. it on for you to watch, and Hi. well, to just take you away. Like I don't have to deal with you for a while. What's what is the aunt doing that's not Christian in the other room? Oh, hmm. because uh, she doesn't she doesn't really want to like take care of you or spend time with you, and she's a Christian, quote unquote. But what oh, is she's she doing? On, she's on the phone, like um, gossiping about yep. like everyone else in the family. Yep. Huh. Everyone in the family, everyone in the school system, all the teachers in the school system, everyone in the neighborhood. Do you, you hear what Lee Nail did? I saw Lee Nail <laughs> and Richard the other day. I, she came into the store. I saw her. She came in and, and she walked right by me. She didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Johnny Maynard. I, I seen them last week, and <laughs> they they didn't even mention anything. They didn't mention anything about Paul's birthday. They didn't even mention no anything about it. So I don't I don't even know what's going on. I mean, all everything I've done for her, everything I've done for her. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was visiting her, and it's weird because she says that she can't lift a cell phone, but then she eats a potato chip. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't even pick, you can't even pick up your cell phone, but you can pick up a potato chip? <laughs> to be fair, potato chip, not as heavy as a cell phone. 
Oh, if you want to be fair, I guess. I just met this wonderful woman, and she would be such a wonderful dance partner. <laughs> I want to meet her so we can dance again. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I want to dance just like that kid on the Ellen show. You know, the kid that did the moonwalk. He loves Michael Jackson. Oh, no, that kid got on Ellen. Oh, no. By the way, I watched a little bit of an Ellen episode recently, and that woman could not be more checked out of her own multi-million dollar job if she fucking tried. She's a fucking dead-eyed zombie on that show. <laughs> she brought out a she brought out a kid that like she was like, here's a kid that can dance. I'm not kidding. Like it was just like, here's a kid everyone likes from a YouTube video that knows how to dance. And this kid came out and he's not a good dancer and he just danced for like way too long. And then afterwards she was like, hey, you want some basketball shoes and like a basketball hoop? And he was like, yeah. She's like, well, there it is. And the kid was like, he, he literally looked at it like, this is cool, I guess. And he was like, and she was like, do you like it? And he goes, yeah, thanks. She's like, all right, well, coming up next. It's like, what a great segment. <laughs> what a, he danced for 70 seconds longer than he needed to. Not a good dancer. Everyone pretended like he was really good. He's like three. Sure, I have some basketball shoes. <laughs> we also watched a bit of her stand-up special. You say a bit as if you didn't finish it, Jonathan. Uh, Chris finished it. I did not. <laughs> Out of principle, I, I, I was like, I'm done. I'm going to leave now. I've heard mixed things, but mostly negative. It's not. Or the people who say they really, really liked it. I'm like, okay. Thank don't, you. Don't trust those people. <laughs> they don't know what funny is. So uh, um, we've got a voicemail here. Ooh. Oh. Evening. It's Chris JC here reporting live from a location very near to London's glittering and fabulous River Thames, but even nearer to my house. And also on a main road, so there's going to be cars and shit. <laughs> so... Um, it's funny that Brad specifically requested people don't phone in and say which episode of the podcast they've been listening to because unfortunately that was exactly what I was planning to do. So feel free to not play this. I don't care. I'm just going to pause for a second. <laughs> uh, I will play this because um, you didn't call only to say what episode you were listening to, which may have happened with other phone calls that will never be played. But um, I heard the 400th episode recently, and I thought, you know, have I heard the others? I looked back to 300, 200, I have heard those, but I hadn't heard episode 100, and that's the one I had to listen to. And it was lovely hearing uh, Brad say that he doesn't deny anyone, anyone, their joy, a uh, position he may have since shifted upon. Uh, but also, I was thrilled to learn that I was the only person, not the only person, whose voice you'll hear on this podcast to have spent a night in Cambridge. So, finally, uh, I'm here actually to uh, wish John Pernicek well and congratulations on his 100th appearance on the podcast and to note that when he was last on, the episode ran over three fucking hours. So did he Pernicek the episode? Yes, that's what that word means. <laughs> so good. I mean, we're at 308 now without editing. So yeah, who well, knows how long this will end up being? Well, the last one was 345 before editing. So hey, hey, as I said, as I said recently to another another pair of straight men who had me on their podcast, you knew that you were inviting Pandora's box. You invited it over, and then you opened <laughs> it up, and now you're saying that I'm talking too much. Absolutely. We'll have I John. Ramjack is on record. Much. <laughs> I think we're I think we're more than fine with your Pandora's box, Jonathan. This is the hundredth time you've been on the show. Absolutely. And yet, and yet, my name has become synonymous with episodes be- being, quote, 
too long. Uh, That's only a recent thing. I won't. And not do, everyone is expressing that, by the I, way. I won't do a disparaging, uh, reductive British accent as an impression of Chris because I, I do know that that is wrong, even though I did it earlier in this very episode. Um, I just, I guess, I also just didn't realize that. I, I genuinely, while listening to that voicemail, realized that Chris really does sound like Robert Leach from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Robin and <laughs> Robin Leach. Yes, there you go. Um, but I think I think Chris. I don't, I, I, maybe many people have said that to him, and maybe this is just another annoying instance of it. Uh, in that case, I apologize. <laughs> maybe it's brand new information. It's probably not. Nice. Nice. Much thanks, Chris. And uh, yes, anyone yeah, feel free to send in. voicemails, unless you're someone calling to say what episode you're listening to, and that alone. Haven't gotten any lately, but I was about to say. <laughs> I was still, about to say if the, if these consistent I'm still bitter comments, that I had to listen to to four at <clears throat> once. If these consistent comments have not delivered that message, I don't know what will. Well, the thing is, he wasn't listening to current episodes. He was uh, behind, so uh, I, there could be more. I'm just, I'm just making a mark for the future that I don't want those voicemails from that person that sent those. How far behind? I don't know, because I was just trying to fast forward through those voicemails because like, they like, were boring. Like if it's over ten or fifteen, maybe. Start skimming? I don't, I don't. That's a that's a lot to sort of fall Listen, behind on. Anyone listen to the show any way you want to. Just don't inform us any way you want to. What about through Candy Graham? <laughs> Ding huh. dong. Mm. Wait a minute, Candy Graham? Yeah, send Alex a Candy Graham. Okay. No, I'm. I mean, Ding dong. No, I think I'm okay. I don't know if I need a Candy Graham. <laughs> Alex, I used to think you knew how to do improv, but you just shut <laughs> me down. Oh, I'm sorry, Jonathan. I didn't realize you were ju- jumping into a ding dong. I thought, okay, my bad. You, you didn't you, realize I was jumping into a ding dong. You didn't realize I was jumping into a ding dong. <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> it's 400 and what is this? The third episode we've done. Correct. 100th of Jonathan. Talking about to 200 more with Jonathan, and at least what? I don't know how many we're going to get through until we see Vera go down that staircase, and then is off to prom. Mm-hmm. We're going to record that episode at prom with her, right? We're all going to be chaperones. No. Yes. We're all going to in the corner. <laughs> of course. Well, Brad's, Brad says yes. <laughs> I thought we would both say no, but Brad said yes. It's very <laughs> exciting. Hey, you're coming in. It is the weirdest idea ever, so I'm down. Well, hey. Look, we'll, I know we'll, a few we'll kids in to, high school. I can get you guys in. We'll get, I was about to say, we'll get to know some of the kids. <laughs> we'll have get us school. in. It's not like they need chaperones. You're going to get us in somehow. Well, no, get you into the chaperones. Like, I don't like this sneaky, hey, we're going to make you secret chaperones. I no, just, it's not sneaky. They know about it. I just want to get all the gossip. I want to get all the gossip about this year's production of Thinian's Rainbow. <laughs> Is the director still drinking? Who's, what's going I'm on? Who's lie. good? Who's bad? I'm not going to lie. Sometimes uh, hanging out with Tammy and Dan, I get some uh, middle school gossip uh, from Josie. It's pretty solid fun entertaining information <laughs> that's because that's because most middle schoolers as Josie can attest are little goblins <laughs> little ghouls and goblins <laughs> who are crazy and like have crazy thoughts in their heads <laughs> Some crazy drums is this drums from like interpersonal student stuff or teacher stuff uh, both probably I'm, both. I now that i can say that like we're getting, close to, we're getting close to april anarchy and i'm i'm i can't wait Ooh. I have a I have a not a too terribly long list, but I have been keeping track. I even have noted when I encountered my monsters. They have never been brought up on the show, from what I can recall. It's not especially long though. I think throughout this year, I've only noted maybe about four. I don't think it's five. I don't think it's five. Maybe four or five. 
Yeah. All right, all right. Well, we'll be here before you know it. One of them is called Miss Hack Attack. Ooh. Nice. nice. Alex, you have to come up with good names this year. Not like crazy names that are too long and like they're basically descriptors. You have to come up with, make them sound like flash villains. That's it's the a, goal. It's the scary monster of of guy that drove slightly erratically for a second. But not dangerously, just kind of annoyingly, guy. The, uh, get out of my way, please, or, oh boy, this is frustrating, uh, twins. (laughs) (laughs) Twin monsters would be too much. Okay, Alex, that doesn't fit into the bracket, so we're gonna have to come up with a name for you now. (laughs) Get the fuck out, twins. Get GTFO, twins. That's fine, fine. (laughs) (sighs) We shall see what happens with this year's bracket. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. This has been an amazing episode. Jonathan, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being a, a true brave heart and a friend. Um, You're we are welcome. Here for you. I'm sorry I pernisect the episode. Oh, anytime. Brad, I said I was sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. We all knew we were getting into. I mean, come on. That is, it should be true. <laughs> that should be understood. <laughs> anytime. I'm here for anytime. it. Anytime. If you wanted the Jonathan that doesn't talk, go up back to episode six. He's he's chatty, but he's he's not. Yeah, he hasn't truly come into his own. Yeah, he's a shy guy in that one. Just like, oh, what's a podcast? I'm a, oh, I'm a Super Mario Brothers hey two shy guy. He's got the mask on pretty mm-hmm. soon. The the robes off, the masks off. It's like, oh, that's Jonathan under there, and he's got a few things to say. And he's nude. I don't know if you're nude under there. I mean, you could be wearing anything. Guys, uh, don't forget to send in your drawings of fears. Yes. Get in contact with us if you'd like. Um, we really appreciate it. Jonathan and Brad, you both mentioned the other podcast that you're on earlier, but do you want to say that again? I have, like, I have not mentioned you? my podcast. Well, I guess, yes, I said that I've been researching musicals. Brad, you go first, then. Um, yes, uh, you can hear me on Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. Uh, we'll be, we're uh, working on our second episode coming up on uh, Nikki Holiday and the Great Muppet Caper. Um, huh? Truly, truly terrifying uh, series of, of crimes. Also on Village Fashion Center, where we're watching The Prisoner. Flapjacks be damned. <laughs> uh, I am on Twitter. I no longer, I once again no longer have a personal Twitter profile. Don't know if either of you oh. noticed. Uh, but I did shut that down in favor of, I only sort of hide away and reside in my podcast's Twitter feed now, which is uh, at Musical Man Pod, uh, that represents the podcast I host, which is The Musical Man. Uh, you can find it on all the platforms. It's a deconstruction of every Broadway musical that has ever been nominated or won the award, for, the Tony Award for Best Musical. Um, I think I rec- this week, the, the week that we're recording is the producers. That's the subject for this week. And the next week, uh, guys, you're, you're finding this out before anyone else does. Uh, scoop. Uh, Avenue Q is the next one after that. Oh, because, really? Yeah, and I'm not... I, I kind of had the Brad reaction because talk about a show that is not dated well. Probably wasn't um, all that appropriate even back when it came out. But condoning racism in a weird way. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a big topic. going to be a yeah. big topic. Um, <clears throat> and if you want to donate to the show, uh, like Brad here, uh, you can donate at patreon.com slash musicalmanpod. Uh, and of course, donating via Patreon nets you all kinds of fun incentives, including there's a new thing that I'm adding for $5 a month donors. It's going to be this uh, series of mini episodes uh, for, for a show called All I Ask of You, in which the Phantom of the Opera fields advice letters 
from musical theater villains. So the Phantom of the Opera, I think, in the first episode is going to be answering a letter from uh, Judd, uh, the nice. famous villain from Oklahoma. And his his letter is signed, I'm giving too much away, but his letter is signed, not okay, and okay. Um, <laughs> that is amazing. So yeah, those will be about five to ten minutes. And again, if you, don't, if you donate $5 a month, you can get that. And if you donate $10, like Brad, uh, you can get access to the Snub Club, which is its own. Those are full-length episodes, part of their own special series. Alex, you do not have access to any of these things. Not yet. You also get the uh, the ability to choose the next musical, right? Or one coming up yeah, at the Snub Club level? $5. Once you get to $5, you get like a lot of stuff on top of everything that you get in the lower tiers. Um, Alex, if you donate a dollar, you can get a verbal shout out. Just so you know. Just a dollar. It's a real banquet of treats. Yeah, you could hear your you could hear your name on the podcast every week. Oh, um, also, guys, if anyone's uh, you know been curious about that that uh, pineapple video where they're like uh, peeling the uh, the pieces out one by one. Oh yeah, yeah. I just want to say um, it's not possible. So <laughs> stop trying, everyone. Um, Did you try? I've tried like on the last four pineapples, and guess what? You can't oh. do. You can't do that. So I have, I have no idea what you're talking special about. Technique. It was it, it was a special technique. There's a thing it was You'll going around on on Twitter and Facebook where somebody was like peeling like the individual like a little uh, things and like being able to pull out like a a chunk of pineapple that way. It's oh. not a thing you can do. No, I would think not. Like... No, you, you can't. You you're that's not a thing. Those are, the, those are the pineapple barnacles. You're not supposed to mess with those. Yeah, you can't. Uh, like, one person had, like, a rotten pineapple. That's the only way that works. Interesting. Brad's fueling the rotten pineapple conspiracy on that video. See his YouTube channel. I get, I've, like, I've got a whole uh, video about uh, uh, pineapple Easter eggs and uh, um, debunking uh, um, pineapple truthers. and That pineapple video, the actual pineapple video you described, makes it seem, in my mind, is that part of, like, the so satisfying style of video have you ever seen like that Ooh, kind of it could thing? be um it's it's not one of those um but I, yeah i've definitely i've definitely seen seen quite yeah. a few of those oddly satisfying i what i've seen people watching those on the train and i'm immediately transfixed because i'm like yeah i want to <laughs> see someone like pushing play-doh or whatever the fuck they're doing I, like i feel like the, i don't know what's going on with the facebook algorithm but um for like the last week like every time like i like even like jump onto facebook for a second like, I'm just getting, like, transfixed on, like, cake decorating videos, and I'm just like, oh, oh look yeah. at them. Look at them decorating that cake. That looks mm-hmm. nice. Look at that. I can make a cake. I also like really sped up, like, time-lapse videos of people doing art. Like, watercolors or, like, pointillist art. That's always fun to watch. I, I mainly just want to... I really, though, if you're going to show me, like, a video like that on, like, Facebook or Twitter, could it just be, like, kids getting puppies and then, like, breaking down crying? Like, just give me those videos. I want to see, like, people getting puppies and crying. Do you like videos of people being reunited with their pets? Absolutely. As long as it's not a military person. They do tend to be military people. Yeah, that's bullshit. Hate that. And then I mentioned this before, but, like, during Christmas season, when I thought I was getting some dog videos, but then it was, like, kids being reunited with their military father. And you by mean military, like the... I mean state-sponsored murder. You mean, like, the video of the guy in the giant box? Yes. He's like hiding in the giant yeah. box. I thought it was like, oh god, oh, these, god. These, guys, these kids are getting a dog for Christmas. It's going to be a great video. And then a fucking murderer pops out. Why can't you just meet your child? <laughs> Why does it have to be a viral opportunity that can get you on the Ellen show? Like, just Why meet your child. Because you're a murderer. Alex sent us something. Oh, pineapple trick. <laughs> the pineapple trick works. Yeah, the bullshit. Bullshit. The pineapple trick does not work. 
when they when they do it in this video, it's not as clean yeah. as the other ones I've seen. Also, you have to have like a pineapple that is a weird level of ripe. I don't believe it. Also, just like being an adult like Brad, I just cut up the pineapple and eat it. <laughs> I, I I I bought I bought a pineapple core last week. A pineapple core? Yeah, it's like a device. Oh. You like you cut off the top of the pineapple yeah. and then you like twist it in and it twists off for rings. And then you have a hollowed out pineapple that you can put a delicious alcoholic drink into. I'm a little worried about Brad. His extravagant lifestyle. He's not one of us anymore. I think he might be worshipping that pineapple. Pineapples cost $2.68. I've always worn suspenders. I know, but now it's taken on a different air. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I I spend roughly uh, uh, $5.50 something cents on pineapples a week. You've got that keyboard behind you and that silken black drape. What's going on? You mean on? this cheap, shitty, wrinkled curtain? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like soap to me. Get the guillotine. Mm. <laughs> it's also held on with clothes pens because I can't hang up a, a proper uh, curtain. Uh, let's get here. the pineapple core. <laughs> so, Jonathan, how do you think your 100th appearance on Ramjack went? Well, Alex- <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Can we just discuss the emphasis and stress that happened in that... So Alex, Alex, I told you, could. I told you, to, I told you, you were a good actor earlier. So let's just, I'm going to give you a note, casual, real Alex. Thank you. Hey, Jonathan, yes? um, how do you think Alex's performance was <laughs> saying that line? Well, I did just give him a note, so I would say it was not unbelievable. I needed to be more believable is what I, what I need from Alex. I mean, this is the section of the show, I volunteered to do this, but this is the section of the show Brad normally covers, because he's always leading us into it. So I'm already not the person to do this often. Passing the buck. And I'm not not going to say that's making excuses, I'm giving you a reason why. Let me try again. This is take two, okay? Just going to collect myself. This is all staying in. Red, pepper, yellow, pepper, yellow, pepper, red, pepper. Yo, Jonathan. (laughs) That's not believable. What are you going to fuck me? That's not believable at all. I just hold on. I, I can do this, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Jonathan, come on, this isn't funny, man. Hey, JP, Jonathan, JP, about it. No, JP. Um, so right, Jonathan. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't. So tight, so right. <laughs> That's what my nickname used to be. That for a while. That was a nickname. I don't. Now I'm really, I don't know what's happening. I'm freezing up. I'm freezing up. Yeah. Brad, do you want to take this? Sure. I can do it. Okay. I can do it. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, Mr. Freeze. Let me, let's, one more time. <laughs> it is the winter of your doom. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! <laughs> Jonathan, mm. we've had a wonderful episode here of Ramjack. Yes, and I, I, I would say, I want to thank you for coming on 100th. Oh, for 100th time. I, I can't. <laughs> so, uh, how do but you Jonathan, how do you think this is going? <laughs> Not only your podcast, but how this is going. I think it's going great. I think it's been wonderful. And overall, I would say that my experience on every episode of Ramjack has been unbelievable. <laughs> oh, I get when the honey drips from candy colored no candy coated lips. Be loyal.
Don't fuck someone who's not your wife. Don't fuck someone who's not your wife. Number one. Come back again. I want you to stay next time. Sometimes the world ain't kind When people get lost like you and me I just made a friend A friend is someone you need But now that he had to go That he might say Turn on your hot light Let it shine wherever you go Let it make a happy glow For all the world to see Turn on your hot light In the middle of a young boy Gonna take a ride across the moon You and me He's looking for a home Cause everyone needs a place Home's the most excellent place of all And I'll be right here if you should call me Turn on your hot light Let it shine wherever you go Let it make a happy glow For all the world to see Your heart lies in the middle of a young boy's dream. Don't wake me up too soon. Gonna take a ride across the moon, you and me. Excellent place of all And I'll be right here If you should call me Turn on your hot light Let it shine wherever you go Let it make a happy glow For all the world to see Turn on your hot Don't wake me up too soon. Turn on your hot light. 
Gonna take a ride across the moon You and me Turn on your heart light now Turn on your heart